We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. The Pride Podcast is sponsored by The D-Line, a lifestyle brand celebrated by Detroit and the great state of Michigan. Visit thedline.com for awesome apparel, stickers, and more. Thedline.com for Detroiters made by Detroiters. Brady's got it. Wants to throw from deep in the pocket. Throws deep downfield. He wants to set. It is picked off by the line. Darius Slay's got it. Coming back right side, twenty-five. Picks up. Yo, what is going on, guys? Welcome back to the Pride Podcast, episode 24. And man, it's been a while since we've been on, but I'm excited to be back today. I'm Tyler from Lions Nation. I'm Pierre from Detroit Lions Fan Page. I am Malcolm. I'm with the Detroit Lions video page. So today in episode 24, you guys are probably wondering what we're going to talk about today. You know, it's been about a month-ish since the draft has happened. So today, you know, we kind of, we did our draft recap, which I want to thank you guys. You guys killed it with the support, you know, a lot of views, one of our better episodes for sure. Uh, but so today for episode 24, we kind of just want to do just another mailbag. You guys really enjoyed last time when we did it. So we want to do another one like that. Uh, so, I mean, let's get right into it. Pierre, you want to go ahead and start with the first question? These nuts. Got he. Got he. This is from Detroit Lions, under, Deep Lions underscore pride. He said, will Bevel's scheme work with Stafford at QB? Um, he had his presser about a day or two ago. I'm not exactly sure. Uh, I saw some highlights of it. He said that he will, he, he will like utilize Stafford's strengths, which is like obviously throwing down the field, but he'll also will challenge Stafford. So I think Bevel is good for Stafford. Yes. I, I agree a hundred percent with that. I think, you know, Bevel is a very run heavy guy. So I think getting the run game going, we saw, when the run game was really good with the Lions last year, I believe they were 4-0, 5-0 at one point when they had a guy rushing for 100 yards or more, you know, and carry-on was capping off. So, uh, you know, with I think an offensive coordinator that is a very run-heavy guy, I think it's going to really make Stafford a better quarterback. 
they're going to use his arm a little more, which I don't think his past offensive coordinators, you know, really used. So, yeah, I'm excited to see. I think it's a good match, Daryl Bevel and Matthew Stafford. I think this offense will be a little more exciting to watch than, you know, more than a little, but, you know, more exciting to watch this year than years previous. What about you, Malcolm? I mean, I'm I'm excited. I just can't wait to see it because this is something I've been waiting for probably my whole life as a Lions fan, as long as I've been a Lions fan, <laughs> as far as just seeing that balance on offense where we can run the ball and where we can pass the ball. Um, this offense is, I think we're going to see the best, of, the best of Matthew Stafford with this offense. And what I mean by that is that once we get the running game going, and once teams are respecting our running game, because I think they're going to use carry-on, they're going to use CJ, and they're going to make these teams respect our running game. And when that happens, they're going to drop that extra man in the box, which is going to leave a lot of one-on-one opportunities with Marvin Jones and Kenny Galladay with the with the other team secondary. And I think Safford's going to take that all day. So I think this is going to be, I mean, even, even in the middle of the field with TJ, with, with TJ Hawkinson. So I think between TJ and then our side receivers, and then just the the goal this year is making teams respect our running game. Once that happens, everything is going to get much easier. So, yes, I think this is going to be a perfect offense for Matthew Stafford. Yeah, yeah I want to say one more thing. Um, Wilson actually had his best year under Bevel. Um, he yeah. threw for 38 touchdowns, only had eight picks, with a below-average offensive line. I think it, with the Lions, they have a good offensive line, a lot better than what Seattle had. Mm-hmm. Um, we have Carrion Johnson. We have Kenny Galladay and Marvin Jones to stretch field and Stafford's security blankets, quote unquote, like Amendola could be that guy. Hawkinson. We've seen Hawk, like we'll talk about him later. Jesse James. All those guys could be security blankets and KJ in the passing game. So I think this offense is actually the most diverse it's ever been. Um, This is from Stephen McLean five. He said, what player will have a breakout season and what player will have a terrible season? Um, I'm not gonna talk about a terrible season. <laughs> I'm not gonna talk Stand about a terrible season, But one player that I think will break out, and I think, think of, I think we all can all agree with this. I think it's Tracy Walker. It's gonna say uh, the same thing. Last year in his uh in his limited time, he performed. You know, he actually had a pick. It got called back, but I I believe he had two yep. picks. One was a pick, and one got called back. Yep. Um, he's a playmaker. He could tackle. He's really long. You know, he could run. He has good range. I like him a lot. Um, no, I think no over Quinn either. Yeah, I think he could. Um, I think he could be that deep safety that the Lions use in the scheme. Mm-hmm. I agree. Um, you know, I'm still kind of got the hope of Jared Davis. You know, uh, second year with Matt Patricia that he could just really, you know, break out. Jelani Tavai, another guy I would really like to see break out in his rookie season. So, I mean, those are two guys I'd keep an eye on. All right, Malcolm. Um. I'm going to just say the obvious first. I'm going to say the obvious answer. I'm going to say Deshaun Hand. I think Deshaun Hand is going to be a force this year. Um, definitely just – I just really want to see how they're going to use him. If, if they're going to use him as a, you know, as, a, as an edge, are they going to continue to use him inside on third downs? I think they're going to use him more than, than on third downs because I think they he's always able to do. So I think they're going to definitely try to use him more. So I think he's definitely going to be that guy that's going to – I think he's the obvious guy that's going to have a – breakout year but besides him i'm gonna say my boy continue to say it my boy t's tabor Hell no. 31 <laughs> hey, hey, hey he's been impressing 
he's been impressing. That's all I got to say. Third year. So I think he's another guy that if, if, you know, if everything keeps going well, I think this is what they planned out. Because when you're looking at Rashad Melvin, he's on a one-year deal. He wasn't a long-term future. I don't think he was in the future for Detroit. I think the they brought him in. Yeah, yeah right. they, they brought they brought him in to I think to push to push T Saber. To say, hey, look, either either you're gonna perform or you're gonna get cut and we're gonna keep Melvin. But if T's performs, they could easily let go of Melvin and not really it won't hurt them cap wise. So yeah. so I I, th- I think that's why they brought Melvin in. But yeah, my breakout guy is still gonna be T's Tabor. I want to give out a sneaky one because you just said T's Tabor, but a guy last year that came in um, in the midweeks, uh, Mike Ford. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Didn't, like, yeah, I, Mike, Mike Ford. Ford's I mean, pretty good too, man. I mean, I think Mike Ford is better than T's right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> that's just, hey, I'm being honest, like straight up. But um, we'll see. You know, we'll see. T's Tabor was taking the first team reps with Melvin, with Slay uh, holding out. Are, are we going to name the second part of the question the oopsie question? The oopsie doopsie? Oh, <laughs> I mean, I, I don't really like it. We're like, it's going to be a new so team. All right, next question. I don't really know. <laughs> oopsie doopsie? Are we doing that this early? We got to bring him back oh, first week of preseason. We can't do that. Now. I don't want to do oopsie doopsie. <laughs> first week of preseason. I can we tell you whole, Tom Savage might make a parent. <laughs> we're have a whole segment of the oopsie doopsie for the first preseason. Can't wait. Everybody mark the calendars. That's going to be a special. Oopsie doopsie. Oh man, Mr. Krabs music, I can't wait. <laughs> yeah, the new listeners, some of the new listeners don't know what that is. You guys will find out. It's no, a little you, guys, you, you guys will get excited. Oopsie doopsie the week. <laughs> All right, you guys want to hear what the next question um, Well, I'm just going in order. This is a compliment from Grant Mayer. He's like, just want to say you guys are doing a great job. Well, thank you. <laughs> we made it. <laughs> All right, this is from, um, he has two questions. Lucky Lucino underscore one. What do you think about making Jared Davis an edge rusher? Or he like it's one question, but he put him into two. What do you think about what do you think about making Jared Davis an edge rusher and moving rookie linebacker uh, right there for the season? I think he's saying move Jared outside and move Jelani in the middle. In the middle. Um, I don't. I'll say this, Uh, Jelani. I like Jelani a lot. I want to start him week one at Mike. Maybe as he gets more comfortable, first you give him like a role. You give him probably Jack or. Give him like give him a role, okay, and then possibly, like I could see him split reps, let's say with Kristen Jones, Jelani, and Kristen Jones, Definitely. or Jelani can split with DK and like Austin Bryant. I don't know; they're all versatile. They all could do a lot of stuff, mm-hmm. but I don't. Th- I wouldn't throw him in there right away. And I like Jared at Mike right now, to be honest. Yeah, I, I agree. I, I think you stay with Jared in the middle, but uh, you know, if they did want to go, I could see him. You know, being versatile defense moving guys around maybe a few plays putting Jelani in the middle but I think right. the majority Jared's going to be your middle linebacker but you know you're going to see Jelani to buy you know everywhere on that field he's going to be all, everyone that linebacking core I'm excited to see what Jelani's pressed so far during OTAs too so you know, I mean it's going to be fun to watch I could see like JT moving to Mike like, let's say like week seven week eight Jared is killing it on the outside like screw this let's just move Jelani inside but inside linebackers a lot of work it's the quarterback of the defense and you got you got to do factor in though. I, uh, draft day. I think they told this was Devin Bush, if I'm not mistaken. If they did draft Devin Bush, I'd put him in the middle linebacker. So maybe they are not comfortable with Jared being the middle linebacker. I, I don't know. It's just something to factor in. I, I'm interested to see what they you know do. Jelani. I think they're gonna move around everywhere. I expect him to do play a little middle linebacker, but I think that's not gonna be his prominent role. Right. 
Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm gonna just say that absolutely not. That's gonna be a, it's gonna be a no. Um, it, you could tell that Patricia really likes his guys on the edge really long, and um, Jared David doesn't meet that description. Um, he's he's kind of on the shorter end, so I don't think they're gonna use him as an edge. I mean, they like using Jerry Davis rushing right up the right right up the gap. Right up, the, right up the A gap. I mean, he's yeah. re, he's been doing that good last year. I think that's where they're going to continue to use him. Um, yeah, don't see, I don't see Davis being an edge rusher and Tobias starting at Mike right away. I don't know. So what I could low key see, like you know how uh, they bring in Rag now, they eased him in at guard, and this year it looks like they moved in the center. Mm-hmm. I could see them doing the same with Jelani. Jelani could be like a little playing outside linebacker, learn the defense a little, then next year move him to Mike and move Jared outside. Yeah, for yeah. sure. I, mean, I could possible. see that, you know. Just not that's this a, year. That's a really smart move by Patricia, by the way. Yeah, Ragnow, I was low-key shocked when they didn't play him at center last year. I didn't, right. I didn't say anything about it because Ragnow was the best center coming out. Like, everyone was saying he's the best center. He's the best center. Yeah. So I like, but I don't want to say anything about it, whatever. I, I can give you hints, though. They did try it in training camp last year. Early in training camp, they oh, yeah. did uh, shift Glasgow to the guard position and tried ragging out the center. But I think at the end of the day, they want to kind of ease him into the offense. Right. And that's why they did it. Yeah, center takes a lot of responsibility. Exactly. All right, this is uh, Kyle Williams, 17. He has three questions. Um, projected record versus the NFC North. Uh, uh, that's tough. I don't know. It's too early in the season. Like, who's, who, who's playing? Like, it, like, what if Khalil Max out yeah. for the Bears? Like, Kirk Cousins out for the Vikings? You know, if we're playing Trevor Simeon or, you know, Aaron Rodgers? You know, it's just um, I can't predict that this early on, especially. Yeah, so sorry, Kyle. Let's go to this next mm. question. Do you think we have a legitimate <laughs> shot at the playoffs? I mean, right now on paper, we do, but we have to be, I told people, it's like a warning, we have to be kind of like um, patient with this offense. Whenever you have a new coordinator coming in on either side of the ball, it takes a couple games or maybe like takes eight games, we don't know, to get yeah. comfortable in this offense. So we have injuries. to like, injuries are also part of the game. So I mean, it's, on it's paper, tough. we look really good, but... um. Like Daryl Bevel, he's a he's a good coordinator. We've talked about him before, but I mean, it takes a while for these guys to adapt. Like we saw last year, the Lions' defense took a minute to adapt to Patricia. Yeah, so, I mean, it's May 29th right now. It's hard to make predictions. It's, yeah, it's way I, too early. <laughs> I'm gonna say this: I'm not too much concerned about that because the offense that they're trying to run this year is pretty much black and white. They're they're trying to pound the ball and they're trying to stretch the field. I don't I don't see them taking that much time figuring out how to run the ball when they just need to run the ball. I wouldn't <laughs> say it's like the plays. I'd say it's more like the terminology because every OC has their own terminology. It's like pretty much like every team runs almost the same plays, right? It's how almost, the guys yeah. like adapt to the terminology. So the terminology could take a minute. I think I think the biggest, if there is going to be like an adjustment, it, it would be the biggest part would be like the offensive line. Maybe if they, you know, run different Blocking schemes, you know that that might be an adjustment, but I don't see, I don't I don't see a big like oh like like last year I don't see anything like like how we started off really slow last year I don't see that happening on offense because last year offense started slow and there was no excuse I, I don't know what happened last year Jim Bob it was just <laughs> it was just Jim Bob you know it was just the plays that was just predictable I think this year it's gonna be a little bit different because teams they're not gonna know what to expect from Detroit right. Last year, everybody, like, we played the Jets, and the Jets knew our plays. The Cardinals are really not going to know our plays. I guarantee you the Cardinals are not going to know our plays. 
I guarantee they're not going to know our hand signals. They're not. So I think it's going to be a little bit different from, from last year as far as getting off is going. I'm not saying they're going to be firing on all cylinders, but right, right. I, I don't see them being as slow, <laughs> as slow as they were last year. I mean, I hope they're not so, but I'm just like saying like as a warning that like if they are that, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised. That's all I'm saying. I hope they're not. You know, we want this team yeah. like, to get going. So, yeah. Uh, Kyle Williams, he, oh, this is about the offense. We just talked about the offense. Um, let's go to WG underscore Amicone. Do we have a chance to win the NFC North this year? I mean, I'll Definitely. say this. Yeah, the NFC North Everybody is wide open. Chance. Everybody has a chance. Everybody has a chance. Yeah. May 29th. <laughs> like I said, it's May 29th. Everybody's a chance right now. All 32 yeah. teams have a chance to win the Super Bowl. I mean, the Bears, they lost Fangio, which I think is a big loss for them. Um, The Packers have a rookie head coach. We don't know how that'll go. And the Vikings, well, it looks like kind of Mike Zimmer is getting too comfortable down there. I mean, I don't know. So we'll see. Next question is from Barone26. Who was the (laughs) most undervalued player on the team? Undervalued. Undervalued. That's a good question. A guy that I think is undervalued to this team uh, he was like one of the best linebackers, uh, like towards last season. Is Christian Jones? Mm-hmm. I think a lot of people don't respect him. Um, yeah, I like Christian Jones a lot. Tyler, who you got? Wait, wait. Before before Tyler goes, I just want to make it clear, and I do apologize, Christian Jones. But there was times that I forgot that Christian Jones was even on this team. <laughs> that's how much like they undervalued him. So yeah, definitely that's that's a good one Christian, because Christian Jones is a good one. Yeah, oh, he's, he's talk, good. Bro. Yeah, he's a good one. But uh, yeah, like I said, like I was like, oh yeah, we do have Christian Jones. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, mine's gonna have to go with. He gets his love, Matt Prater and Charles Charles Washington. Those two guys, I really respect the hell out of those two. You know, I think Matt Prater. I'm confident every time he's on the field. Uh, I don't. I don't care how far the field goes. Yeah, is, me too. I'm always confident Matt Prater's gonna get it. But he gets his love. Uh, I'm going to go with Charles Washington, man. I think he's a special team's ace when he's out there. He makes the plays. Um, he, he's big on that special teams, and I don't think they could afford to lose him. So, But he's not even a lock for the upcoming season, which I think he should be. Um, I think he should be, too. I, I, think, I think he's very undervalued to the, the fan <clears throat> base and, you know, I, yeah, the fan base. I love Chuck. Yeah. <laughs> he, what about you? Yeah. I, I'm going to go with an answer that I would expect Tyler to say, which is a guy who... He doesn't have to even be on his team right now. We could be in week 13, and he could be sleeping on his bed. And they say, hey, Zach, we need you to come play this game. He's like, oh, okay. <laughs> like, all right. <laughs> so just come in, suit up, and then he, could, he would get yards. Like, Zach Zenner, I think he is a guy that I, last year, I, he, earned, he earned my respect, man, because that's the way that he's able to just come in and run the ball. And he should have had a couple games where he had 100 yards, but it like, looked like they just stopped feeding the ball. Um. So yeah, I'm gonna go with Zach Zenner, and I really hope he makes a team because if something bad does happen, I would like Zach Zenner to fill in for one of those guys because I he's think he deserves ready. it. He's always he's ready. ready. He's always ready. So I think why well, I didn't say Zach Zenner is because I value him so personally so high, yeah, <laughs> and I think boy. the fan base get the fan base gives him his dues. So I, yeah. I think, but the the Lions perspective, yeah, they they do undervalue him. I agree with that. But uh, from the fan base, you know, we give him our dues. We love Zen. <laughs> Zen Den. Zen Den, yeah. baby. All right. Uh, the next question is from N Max Av. Who has the best chance at being CB2? Who do you want at CB2? Um, I think the best chance at CB2 is Rashawn Melvin right now. He's, a pro- he's played in this league. He struggled with the Raiders, but they didn't really um, 
they didn't really fit his style. In Detroit, mm-hmm. he'll play more man, and that kind of fits his style. Speedy, long, tall, corner. Um, and the guy who I want to start at CB2 is my boy Amani Urue. I don't think he'll be ready week one. But maybe like midseason or something, he'll be ready. Um, I am going to go ahead and agree with Rashawn Melvin. Going to most likely win that cornerback two spot. But, uh, I mean, that's probably the guy I would want to be there. I like Amani Arue a lot. But, like you said, I don't think he'll be ready right away. So, you right. kind of stole the words from my mouth. <laughs> I, I <can't laughs> um, I'm, I'm going to agree with you guys. I think um, Rashad Melvin is going to – has the best opportunity to win that that cornerback number two role. But – I mean, who you want to see. <laughs> I, I mean, I, I'll, I'll definitely – I mean, I think it'll be good for his, his confidence if he does have a, a good preseason and actually win that job. I'm talking about T's Tabor if he did. Um, I, I'm not, I mean, I'm not, not expecting it, but if it happens, that's my boy. All right. Uh, <laughs> the next question is from Adam seven, Adam underscore 1781. Or is that Al? I don't know. Uh, he said, what team to fear the Detroit lions balanced <laughs> offense, scary defense, good special teams. <laughs> what team to fear? Uh, I'll stick with. Um, you know, I'm interested with the Green Bay Packers going to do this season. You know, they're getting mm-hmm. a lot of hype, which I don't think they really deserve. But you know, you know, I'm always fear of Aaron Rodgers on the offense. You know, they invested some parts into that defense, getting both Smiths. You know, uh, they invested their first round pick into Rashawn Carey. <laughs> so you know, right. well, I'm, I'm rookie head coach. I'm interested to see what they'll do. I don't, I don't know if I'm really scared of them, but if I had to choose a team, I guess them. I don't know. What about you, Pete? What about you, Malcolm? Oh, you're going to me? Okay. Um, I'm going to just say, you know, I think the guys in our division, I think those are the guys that may worry, worry me most. Um, like you said, the Packers, I, I actually I actually like what they did this, this offseason. I like their moves. Yeah. Um, if I was a guy, if I was a GM, those are the moves I would have made. So I, I like what they did. Um, they definitely improved their pass rush. So that's gonna be interesting to see, man. If if they pass for us, looks as good as as on paper on the field, they might give us some problems because those are two guys coming on each side, both sides. That's gonna be disruptive. So we'll see. Um, but they didn't, give Roger Roger Roger. The they didn't give Roger weapons. They didn't give Roger weapons, though. They didn't. But what they did was they they looked at their biggest weakness, which was their defense and and putting pressure on the quarterback, yeah. which they weren't able to do last year at all. So they definitely. I'll they did everything in their power. They did everything in their power to 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 make their pass rush better. <laughs> on paper, they did it. So I just want to see how 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 it figures out, man. If they could get um their running back, I think his name was what Aaron Aaron Jones. Aaron Jones. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Get him, he, he's a good. I, I like him too. I like, I like Aaron a Jones back. a lot. I'm not gonna so lie. if they get him going, I mean, who knows, man? Uh, yeah, they're, they're a team to to keep an eye on. I know they got Devontae, but they did, they didn't invest enough. They didn't even spend a draft pick, I don't believe, on a wide receiver, and they had oh. you know numerous chances to go right. get like DK Metcalf or whoever. That was just an example, and they had chance to go get a receiver, and uh, they just like <laughs> skipped on that position. They didn't care. Yeah, I guess I they know. believe because they had a young cast last year. Maybe they believe in yeah, those guys. Yeah. I like Gmo. I think Gmo is so underrated. Vermont. Yeah, he was he was he was hurt out last year. Yeah, hurt. I think he's a legit number two. I like him. I like his game. Yeah, so I mean, I don't know. He could stay healthy. The team I fear, like other than the Lions, I said that like whatever. <laughs> um I still fear the Bears. I mean their defense is still really they lost Fangio, they lost Callahan and the safety. What's his name? Amos. Amos. 
Yeah. But they replaced Amos with Clinton Dix. And the corner they replaced him with, replaced Callahan with, I forgot his name, but he's not it's that from good. The Jets. He's from the decent, Jets. though. He's a decent corner. He started in this league. But they still got Khalil Mack. They still got Eddie Goldman. They still have Eddie Jackson, mm-hmm. Prince Amu Kamara, Akeem Hicks, Akeem um, um, Kyle Fuller. Arguably, had like was probably arguably the best. You could make an argument he, he was the best corner last year in the league. I yeah, mean, I'm really just good. saying. Really good. Khalil Mack, anytime you play Khalil Mack in that defense, it still scares me. Yeah, yeah. I agree. I mean, hopefully, hopefully with Hawkinson, though, maybe you could swing Hawkinson to help block. You know, maybe. I don't know. Yeah. You can't put you can't put these guys one on one with Khalil Mack. I mean, if you no if you play the Bears, your goal is probably to like control the clock, run the heck out of the ball, and get them tired. I don't know. Like I said, it's, it's our it's our division, man. Our division is tough as hell. Yeah, Minnesota, and the Vikings Vikings never, tough yeah. too. Vikings ne- they're, they're no exactly they're still, still a solid team. All right, I'm having some like predictions on here. We're not doing predictions, so I'm not going to answer the prediction yeah, ones. Yeah, just just close those off. <laughs> uh, this Jay Pinty, he has two questions. Uh, the first one is backup QB situation, Savage or Cook. Personally, I want Connor Cook. I've seen the highlight vids of Tom Savage, and he's thrown some picks. Throwing passes um, to my boy's tees. That's what he's doing. I, <laughs> I've watched Boy, Connor Cook at Michigan State, and I like the way he played. Uh, he, for whatever reason, hasn't worked out in the league. But I know the Lions are probably leaning towards Savage because uh, Sean Ryan worked with him in Houston or whatever. Familiarity is big in this league, but we'll see. I want Connor Cook. Um, do I really care? Not really, but if I have to choose Connor Cook. <laughs> I mean, I think I'm probably one of the only people that don't really care too much about quarterback or backup quarterback. And the reason why is because if something happens to Stafford, like something serious happens to Stafford, we are so screwed. That's not even funny. We don't have Nick Foles on our team. None of those guys are even close to Nick Foles. So if something happens to Stafford long-term, I'm just giving – I'm not even going to say this because I don't want to jinx nothing. But if something happens to Stafford and one of those guys come in, we're screwed. So I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't care. I don't, I don't care who's our backup. Yeah, I have the same uh, approach. Tyler, Tyler, like suit <laughs> yeah. up. Be your backup. Like, I don't. <laughs> Man, I'll just hand the ball off to carry on every time. <laughs> That's all the backup needs to do. They need to. If something happens uh, to Stafford, the whole offense just goes around carry on Johnson and CJ Anderson. That's the. I don't care. You running screenplay. Yeah, Zach Zenner. Like, you get it. <laughs> running the ball, running screens. That's it. Yeah. So, sorry, uh, Kenny Galladay, and sorry, Marvin Jones. Sorry, Daniel Amadola. But yeah, that, that's how the offense got to be, man. You got Matt Prater still. You know what? I don't want to talk about this. I don't like. <laughs> I don't want to talk like about that. We got we got Matt, we, we got Matt Prater, man. Week seventeen. <laughs> I don't want to talk about if Stafford gets hurt. You know that's scary. tough as nails. Forget. I mean, whoever wins a backup quarterback two job wins it. But I don't care. I don't. I don't care too much about it. It's like last year we had Matt, we had Matt uh, Matt Castle. I didn't care if Matt Castle's back there because I was like, you know what? Nothing to happen to Stafford because something happened to Stafford. We're screwed. Okay. Even though we were screwed anyway. But uh, I, 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 I'd rather not. Next question. Next question. Next question, right, next question <laughs> from Jay Pinty is like Mike Ford for starting CB two. We talked about that. We think it's going to be Melvin. Um, but I want to so. be. I want to be shocked. Yeah, I wouldn't be shocked either. Mike Ford. He has experience, and for an undrafted uh, guy last year, he he did okay. I mean, he didn't come out and like play lights out, but he did okay for an undrafted dude. He has a lot to work on, obviously. So we'll see. Yeah. With our with our pass rush, she did a good job. <laughs> yeah. 
I think we're yeah, a decent pass rush. I think it's up in the air. I'm telling. I'm telling you, if if we're able to get the quarterback, it's really up in the air on who's going to win that number two job because that pass rush could make a lot of cornerbacks look really good. So I want to say something about about the Lions' pass rush. If you look at Patricia, where he comes from, he comes from New England. They don't really rely on their pass rush. They rely on their coverage. So, like, you get they got Patrick Chung, they got Jerron Herman. And they got Devin McCourty all starting at safety. They got these long corners, Stephon Gilmore, uh, Jason McCourty, right? This is kind of what they're doing in Detroit. They don't really rely on their coverage. I mean, they don't really rely on their pass rush. They rely more on their coverage. It's good to have a pass rush, but I think the Lions emphasize coverage more than pass rush. Because most of our sacks last year, they recovered sacks, right? I mean, yeah, but that was yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. That was in the beginning of the season, and teams figured it out and just just shift the guys around and then just start crossing, doing crossing routes, and you, you can only cover for so long. This this is this is pro football. Yeah. yeah I mean, so the way like, I, I'm sorry to write that, but the way I look at it is like Tracy Walker is that deep guy, um, the deep safety. Uh, Will Harris is the Patrick Chung guy, the guys who cover safeties. He's really fast, and then uh, Quandre Diggs, he's kind of like that nickel safety or whatever you want to call it. Um, Quandre can do anything. He can do everything. So, yeah, I mean, but when you look at when Patricia was in in New England, he had Malcolm Butler, and that's that that wasn't his his philosophy because Malcolm Butler's he's a shiftier version of T Saber. To be completely honest, I mean, they have the same speed. Um, he's just more technically sound than T Saber. So, I, I I don't think he, I don't see him trying to rely on coverage this year and trying to get coverage sacks. Like they did last year, it just it just it puts too much pressure on on your secondary. I I, I want I I don't see that happen. We'll I just see. think that's their philosophy, but we'll see. I mean, we'll see what they do this year. Yeah. Skip All the right. Next question. Uh, this is from <laughs> Jeremy Winkle. How did you like Avengers Endgame? Um, I did not watch it. I don't know if any of you guys watched it. Any of you guys I did. It. I did. Did you like it? <laughs> of course, man. Yeah, no to, spoilers, no spoilers. Whoever hasn't seen it, just no, man. I'm about to spoil the hell out of this. Come show. on, man. You've Nobody seen, seen it. They should have seen it. That thing is right, right, out with it. theaters no more. I don't think it's in theaters no more. So if you didn't see it, man, tough luck. I'm about to spoil the hell out of this movie. <laughs> <laughs> man, we're about to get all. Bad I'm gonna tell you exactly what happened. <laughs> <laughs> but ruin our whole show. Yeah, it's not like the movie came out last weekend. No, this came That's out true. like almost a month ago. I don't think is it even theaters right now. Can can you go see it? See, I really don't give a shit about Marvel. I'm not gonna lie. I'm sorry, Marvel. You know fans. why? Fun fact about what? Tyler, everybody. I don't think I know about this. Fun fact about Tyler. Tyler does not care about anything. That there's no championship. There's no winner at the end of a movie or a show or a series. Tyler's not interested. Tyler don't care. That so is Tyler's actual facts. Facts <laughs> for facts. facts. <laughs> that is the most facts. But I guarantee you, there's a tournament. If there, was a, uh, if there was an end games and it ended with a tournament and then it ended with a winner, Tyler would be all over it. If there was like one winner. I feel like tune in. I <laughs> <laughs> yeah. These next two questions are from Nestor9, and it looks like he's a Stafford hater, but we'll answer this. They're kind of going yes. together. Oh, I'm yes. Gonna, Let's I'm go. Explain it together. Why don't you ever criticize the Lions? Are you scared because there's a lot to criticize? Stafford is the only thing that hasn't changed in the last 10 years with the team and won zero. All right. Ooh. So, first of all, 
the team Ooh. Stafford got drafted to an 0-16 team. Let's start Ooh. with that. When the Lions drafted Stafford, they did not have talent. His first oh. two years, he was injured, all right? <laughs> he never had a running game until, like, Reggie. <laughs> no, keep going, man. We're going to make this, like, a rap song. Keep it going. Right. Keep it going. He never had a running game until, like, he had he had drove at best for, like, a couple of games, but that didn't work out. Um, and then uh, Joyke Bell, Reggie Bush, they were decent, but it still wasn't, like, a consistent running game. <laughs> um, Sound like Rick Fleur out here. <laughs> These boots. Uh, I mean, his GM Martin Mayhew. Look, Martin Mayhew had his hits, but he has a he had a ton of misses, right? Oh, all right. It doesn't help when you don't surround your quarterback with a good team. He's ever had a really poor O line play. Uh, Joe Lombardi wasn't the best coordinator. Scott Linehan was good, never adapted, always at the same shit. Same with JBC. He was good, never adapted at the same thing. Calls became predictable. Now all those guys are out. Now with Patricia, it just looks different. You know, they're starting, they got their running back. Patricia and Bob Quinn, it looks different. They got their running back. It looks like they know how to draft. Bob Quinn, the entire O-line is new, you know? It's all BQ's guys. Um, the wide receiver corps, it, it's good. I think it's good. The tight ends, best tight ends we've ever had in a minute. So on paper, you know? Mm. Um, <laughs> defense, probably the second best defense we've had since the Sioux days. But still, it's a pretty damn, damn good defense. I think this is the most balanced this team has ever been, and I don't. And I don't think a team wins are a quarterback stat. It's a team win, bro. You can't blame like losses on a quarterback purely. It's all about the talent around him as well. Like, look at Aaron Rodgers, right? It's only him, but the Packers haven't done shit in a minute. Yeah. I mean, I've done my criticizing. I have nothing to defend on my question. <laughs> I have nothing to defend on that question. I def- I nothing. criticize if I need to anything. I, I definitely want to hop in. I definitely want to hop in. I mean, um, obviously, you had Calvin Johnson. No disrespect to him. <clears throat> Calvin. I definitely want to hop in. Yeah. I mean, from what they're doing this year compared to what they've been doing every other year, you can't. And I, and I know we talked about this on episode five, which it seems like a decade ago, when we had that Matthew Stafford, that whole Matthew Stafford episode. But right, you can't rely on a guy to throw the ball 50, 45, 50 times in the game. And think you're gonna go anywhere in the NFL? It doesn't work. I mean, it looks pretty. Everybody look at Stafford 2011 year, and they're like, "Oh, that's Stafford's best year." Right. That was not Stafford's best year. It looked pretty. It looked exciting. Stafford threw for 5,000 yards. It looked exciting. But where did that lead us? Absolutely nowhere. First round exit. A first round exit. I mean, that's what you're not gonna win a championship. Patrick because Mahomes Aaron- last year looked looked amazing. Yeah, that, that type Barry. of office is not going to win you a championship. I've been saying that from the get-go. You're not going to throw the ball 50 times in a game and win a championship. I have to admit, Malcolm, you warned me midseason. You're like, remember how I was like hyping up the Chiefs and the Rams? I was like, bro, they're sick. I'd be like, bro, you're no, like, no chance. You can't win like that. And you were right. Did they, bro, win, you the, warned me. Did they win the you, Super Bowl? Nope. <laughs> exactly. And, and, exactly. You, you got to slow, slow the game down for them and, you know, you can't. You're not going to win the game throwing the ball 50 times, and that's we learned that from 2011. And Stafford never had. They never. I, I, what I, the way I look at it is that they never gave Stafford a chance to succeed in the NFL. From since he came in, they never gave him a running back, a successful running back, a running back that he could get you know over, you know 1100, 1200, 1300 yards. A guy that's top 10 in rushing. He, he never had that guy. So I, I think this year is going to be a lot different. It's going to be balanced. And I think this is a prove-it year for Stafford, to be completely honest, because if he has a successful, a successful running game and he doesn't get it done, 
then and you know, any, you just, you, all you do is hold your hands in the air and say you know what i don't know and then that's when you gotta look at other directions but i think that's the answer i think that's the answer for Stafford is him having a running game Definitely. all right this is from uh bradley hall carry on johnson over a thousand yards hey if he stays healthy i could see it happening um yeah i mean you're counting on carry on to well, we really need him to be healthy this year. I mean, that's the only you know kind of knock you can get on Carrion right now is his health. His health. Uh, yeah, if if he's healthy, I think you could. I'd guarantee a thousand yards if he's healthy all sixteen games this year. Yeah, I'm, I'm that confident. Him. I'm gonna just say this. I look back at uh, Bevel's offenses for the past since he was on the Packers, and I looked at all his running backs and all everything. All, all the running backs had one thing in common. They were top five in rushing. Yep. He had Amar Green when he was in the Packers, and Amar Green led the league rushing. He had Marshall Lynch, and Marshall Lynch tore the league up in top five in rushing. Yep. He had Adrian Peterson in Minnesota, and you know everybody know what AP did. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, I, I I see I see a chain <laughs> I, I see a chain happening. So yeah, I definitely see, and this is you know making sure you know if, you know, if he stays healthy, uh, he, he's definitely he's a lock. To get a thousand yards if he's healthy. Right. This is from Pac Jones eighteen. Can you grow what you think the team starters will be? That's a lot. That's like naming twenty two guys. We are not starters. going to different do that episode. Now. This is like, gonna, we'll that's, talk that's about like a, this is stuff like after the preseason kind of that's like the two thousand one mock draft. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. No, no, no. That was fun. That was really fun. The shout out to iPod Jackson. Oh, yep, oh. shout out to iPod Jackson for that. All right, let's go to the next question. This is from Hop Candy 08. Carry on top 10 back next season of healthy luck. Top 10 no. back, I don't know. There's a lot of talented backs in this league. Maybe, but if he, I could see top 15. I mean, I don't want to like name all the 10 backs, but this league is full of talented backs. Second year top 10, it's possible, but I don't think so. Me could be top 15. Nothing's wrong with that. Man, just give me a thousand yard rush. I don't care what. Yeah, really. <laughs> I think so. Detroit in general in team rushing yard is going to be in the top ten. Oh I yeah, sure. Um, because they have two really good backs, I, I think C.J. Anderson is a really good back. I think they're going to try to utilize, utilize both of them. So it's going to be hard to say. Yeah, Carry On's going to be a top ten running back as far as yards and everything because they're they're splitting carries. So right. it got. We well, have to see how they. How they split it? That that's how that's how it's going to determine. So I don't know. I mean, okay. if they were signed Legarrette Blunt, I mean, different story, oh, man. Man, <laughs> don't get me started on that. All right, a lot of these are predictions. Um, so it's like hot predictions. We're not going to go into predictions right now. It's too early. Twenty um, ninth. Yeah, the because there's injuries. So we won't. We'll probably do that before week one. We'll do our predictions. How about that? Yeah, after after before preseason. Before week one, we'll do our predictions. Yep, after yeah. the preseason. Yeah. Next to starters. I mean, there could be. All right. So let's see what else we got here. Okay, I like this question. This is kind of uh, from K Amal twenty two. He said, "Do we resign Glasgow following this year?" I think they do. Um, he's valuable. He can play guard and center. He's uh he's a good leader. Um, he hasn't missed a game. Uh, the best reliability is durability. So, in my opinion, so yeah, I think they re-sign him. I think it's a no-brainer. Yeah, I agree. Versatile, hasn't missed a game like you said. 
it's a no doubter for me. You got to resign him. I don't think he'll command too much money either. You know, he's not, you know, your best offensive lineman in the NFL. He's nowhere near that, but he's just the guy that gets the job done. Good, consistent starter. It's just somebody kind of needed a locker room. Uh, I, I agree. Yeah, you do have to resign him. You know, he's he's your guy to drafted him, so you know, obviously going to favor him a little more. So I agree. Right. You, uh, resign Graham Glasgow. He has to be top priority. It has to be top priority because finding a consistent interior lineman is it's not easy. That stays healthy. Yeah, that stays like I said, consistency. Um, yeah. he's consistent. You know, he's always there. You know what you're gonna get out of him. So hell yeah, you have to. He has to be top priority. You have to get him locked in. I agree. All right, this is from Elliot Thompson 08. He said, "Are the coaches impressed with Jelani Tavai?" Um, well, they talked the other day, and they said what stands out with him is right away his size. Like, his speed is not as bad as his time speed. He Like, his speed looks good for his size. So, yeah. I mean, I think with the line drafting in the second round, it shows they're very confident in Jelani Tavai. So, I mean, I don't think that's really a question. If you're investing a second-round pick into this kid, you're going to be high on him and expect him to play games for you at a high level. So, yeah, I think the coaches are high on him if I had to you know, I don't know what they're thinking, but if I had to guess, I guess. He better. All, all, all I'm saying is he better. That's all <laughs> yeah. I got to say is he better. Because, and it's more to, as far as what he should do, I think is what the fans are going to tolerate. Because of what we did pass on. We talked about this in the last episode. Um, because of what we did pass on, it, it will be a disaster if he has a mediocre re- rookie season. And then you look at a guy like DK Metcalf or Jason uh, Winovich or Greedy Williams and those guys become a pro bowler in their rookie year. That'll be an utter nightmare. <laughs> so for his sake, I mean, he needs to come out and ball out and prove to the fans and prove to everybody why he was picked at number 43. Okay. <laughs> All right, this is from Kyle Asaki. He's like, he's basically saying, do you think the Lions will win a Super Bowl within the next five years? I mean, I hope, right? That's that's the goal. Um, yeah, yeah the, the time mission frame is not accomplished if they don't. Mission yeah. not accomplished. Bye bye Stafford. Bye bye Patricia. Bye bye BQ. And another rebuild. I mean, yeah. like like I said, it, it all depends. It all depends. Five years weapon. This year, you know, we make the playoffs. We go out as a wild card. We win our first. We win the first round, and we lose a division game. All right. So then you're like, okay, we uh, we won the playoff game. Next year, we win the division. We're making it to NFC championships, you know. Oh, so it, it, it all depends on if they're taking a path to the to the Super Bowl, and you know, are they taking steps? So within five years, I, mean, I hope. I just want them to, you know, I definitely think they should. Um, but like I said, it all depends on how how they play every year. I want to just yeah, say immediately say right. bye bye Trisha, bye bye to everybody because if they're making the NFC championship, or even if they're getting to the Super Bowl, you know, and it's just not. Closing it I mean, out, and this is a five-year window we're talking about. I mean, they they should get it done. If they're gonna get it done, it has to be in that five-year window. Yeah, yeah, it should be. Yeah, so, I think it does. Question is from uh, Mo underscore Ali twenty-seven seventies. Like after seeing Chris Harris get twelve million and Slay making that much, does he get a raise? Yeah, I think Slay deserves a raise. To be honest, I mean, I'm just being honest. I know you guys might not agree. He's twenty-eight, but if if you look at his numbers and if you look at what other guys are getting, I think he deserves a raise. He's only making twelve million a year, which puts him as the twelfth highest cornerback. And I think he's a top five corner, and he deserves to get thirteen to fifteen million a year. So that's just my opinion. Uh, my opinion on the Darius Slay situation: Do I think a raise is okay? Sure, but extension is 
little different for me, and depending how long this extension will be. And I know me and Malcolm are kind of on the same boat with this scenario. He's 28 right now. Um, right. He, he has two years left on his contract, I believe. So, right. you know, adding another three years to that, you're not going to be getting the same Darius Slay that he is right now. <coughs> so, you know, if they wanted to add another season to his contract, so, you know, he'll be up by when he is 31, I believe, if we add another year. So let's say we give him three more years. That's totally fine by me extending his pay totally cool but the years itself i wouldn't want anything too big just because i don't you know it's that's a position where young guys keep coming in and are going to be you know there's gonna be fast cornerbacks there's gonna be guys ready to take his role and a 32 year old slay uh compared to maybe we could use a first round pick on a cornerback is not gonna be the same so you know me personally i wouldn't want to extend his years too too much but you know another year wouldn't hurt uh pay raise is fine by me as well but you know, I just don't want to extend it too crazy. If what I just like gone. see happening is like he has two years left on his deal. Maybe Detroit adds two more years, and the first two years will be guaranteed. So at thirty, like twenty-eight and twenty-nine guaranteed. But once he's thirty, and like that, so basically a two-year deal, basically. Team like options after that. Are, no, basically like make give him a four-year deal, first two years guaranteed. Like after that, you could cut him if you don't want him. Like that's how okay. NFL, that's how players yeah. think. They think of their guaranteed money, you know. Because snacks yeah. and slay, they don't have guaranteed money, so they think they could like be cut any day, something exactly. happens. So they want their security as well. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> I'm going to just say, you know, I agree. I think he he definitely deserves a raise because, like you said, he's being paid as a top twelve corner when he's right. top, <laughs> number one. Um. <laughs> I'm one corner. Um, Top two, not one. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I agree, man. I, I think he definitely deserved it. But, you know, sometimes it, it it sucks. And that's the way sports is. It sucks sometimes. Sometimes you're just – unfortunately, sometimes you just don't get your – you don't get your check. Like, I'm going to give you an example. Golden Tate. There's yeah. been many years that, you know, that Golden Tate deserved to be right. in the top half of in the league and pay. But he never got it, Um, unfortunately, because – of the way his contract was set up and you know once it fell he was already over 30 so i don't know i mean i'm totally i'm, I'm gonna say this i've seen greats lose a step overnight i watched champ yeah, bailey i watched champ bailey who was in my my opinion one of the best corners to play the game um lose a step overnight after he hit 30 i think he was like 31 just lost a step and he was just getting burnt um then it, it happens man so Miguel Cabrera, yeah. for me. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> Champ and Calvin, those matchups were so fun to watch. I remember those. They, they, they were. But I want to say this. Even I think Calvin even got Champ towards the end of his years. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, because yeah. Champ was, I'm telling you, Champ was a true shutdown corner. Oh, he'll, yeah. follow, he'll follow anybody. For I sure. seen a play when he was, a, he was covering Tony Gonzalez the whole game. So I was like, you know what? That the, he earned my respect. So, and, and like, not not to go too much off topic, but players right. lose they lose a step overnight once they hit thirty. I mean, it's hard to recover. So I'm scared to extend guys that's over thirty. I don't think they should get extended over thirty. You know. Um. So, but I think he definitely deserves a raise. Like you said, they could give him some guaranteed money until he hits thirty for his last two years, and then play it by ear. I think the future guy that we have in is Amani Ru- Ruye. I think he's the future 
um, of the I team. Agree. To be completely I honest, agree. I think he's a future. So just give you know give give Slay his guaranteed money and see what happens, man. But I'll, extending him past these two years after thirty, bad idea. Right, especially the position too. It's a tough position when you're older to compete. You know, with those young receivers, young speed receivers. So, especially at that position, is where it gets scary. Extending guys at past the age of thirty. You know, if you're talking quarterbacks, obviously different story. But you know, I'm it's the cornerback position. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm gonna give you guys an example. Remember when we had Mathis as a corner? Remember Mathis? He was number two. He was pretty yeah. solid. Yeah. He was a shutdown yeah. corner. He mm-hmm. was a complete yeah, with Jacksonville. With Jacksonville, Jacksonville, he was, he was, he was a shutdown corner. corner. Yeah. Um, and that just shows once you hit thirty, he lost. He lost a major step. He couldn't even cover <laughs> number one corners no more. That's how bad it was. That's how much of a step he lost. Yeah. Um, and we brought him in. We made him a number two corner, which was good. You know, he filled his role. But we got a half of Mathis. <laughs> that was yeah, half, exactly. half. That was a half of Mathis. Mathis was a complete shutdown corner. Yeah. So it, it's tough. You know, right. you can even make the argument with Richard Sherman right now in San yeah. Francisco. Yeah. <laughs> It, like yep. I said, it's gonna be a, it'll be a nightmare if we have to pay Slay fifteen, sixty million a year when he's thirty one, thirty two, exactly. and he's half of himself. You know that's what I don't want. So I mean I don't know. It's tough. I agree. We'll see what happens. Like like I said, like I could see them doing like a two year, de- four year deal, but only the first two years guaranteed. Pay him till he's thirty. Right. <laughs> he needs his money, man. Pay him till he's thirty. Now we're going to go to the uh, Instagram post questions. Oh. <laughs> um, <laughs> that Rick Ross thing always gets me, man. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's a prediction. All right, this is a good one. This is from Adam underscore Sizen Monster. He said, I've always thought that ending the oh, season wow. well is most important, but when you have a slow start, it's tough to recover. What part of the season for this year will be the most important for us having a chance to make the playoffs? I think defensively, we will be getting in a good rhythm, but with the new OC, the offense might take a while to click. Um, I think in order to win football games, you have to be consistent all year long. I mean, you could have like a little slow start, which is normal with teams around the NFL until they get their groove. Like the Patriots had a slow start last year. They went to the Super Bowl. Seattle started 0-2. They went to the playoffs. But... The key is to be consistent all the way through if it's possible. Exactly. You know, you could afford maybe one or two mess-up games, kind of like a game where, like, what the hell just happened? You could afford those, but it kind of sucks when it's, like, week one or week two. You want them to have a little more kind of like the dog days of the season or it's mid-season to end of this year. (laughs) I just want a strong – I mean, to be honest, man, it's it's the teams – it's those teams that catch fire. I usually agree. gets far, and I think we saw New England. New England caught fire. I mean, it is what it is. They, I mean, they usually do it every year. They catch fire every year. Yeah, they catch fire every team. year. I mean, they start slow, then they catch fire, and then it's like, all right, here we go again. Um, but yeah, yeah. I mean, it's like <clears throat> when I watched the teams that beat New England. Um, when I watched the New York Giants, the way they won their Super Bowl, they just caught fire mid-season. And those are the teams yeah. that are scary that you don't want to play in the playoffs. Those are the teams that they could beat a wild card. They could have all road games, and those teams come out on top. I swear. The Baltimore Ravens, they did the same thing. I mean, it's, it's those teams that catch fire. I mean, so I wouldn't want a slow start, but if that were to happen and we caught fire and we made it, we made it to the playoffs, that's the, key. that's the key is catching fire, 
and then make it to the playoffs. Those are teams. Fast enough. <laughs> Remember yeah, those are teams. Uh, a couple years ago, Stafford got on fire and then he got hurt. I think he hurt his. That was twenty sixteen. That was twenty sixteen. I yeah. think they lost the last four games in a row. Was on because Stafford got hurt. If Stafford stayed healthy, bro, I think that year could have been special. Like we saw it. Yeah, I mean, a lot of people years. don't realize. A lot of people don't realize that year. Um, our leading backs in 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 order started from it was Amir Abdullah. He was our start. He was our starting back. Right. Um, Theo Riddick was our second string, and then we had Zach Zaren as our third back, and that was our that was our backfield. Hey, we had Justin Forsett yeah. for a little stint. We had him for a little bit. We had him for a little bit. <laughs> but yeah. when we got to like week fifteen, we didn't also have Amir. We didn't have Amir Abdullah. We didn't have Theo Riddick, so we we're rolling with our third string back. We we're running, rolling with Zach Zander, and he, like I said, right, he came and did a hell of a job. He did, he did a good job. But if they were completely healthy that year, nothing have ever happened to Stafford's finger. You know, we would have had a different conversation about that year. Yeah, we were because Amir Abdullah was running the ball well. He was running the ball well. He was doing a good job. Yeah, they, Amir, Amir, Amir got hurt early that year. He got hurt week two. He got hurt early, and then um, Theo came in, and Theo was he was holding his own as far as yeah. running the ball, and then he got hurt. And he got all right, all right. This is from Jim underscore thirteen fourteen. Will the defense get over under seven picks? He said they had seven last year for context. I think they'll get over ten. They have to get over ten. Um, I, the guys will be more comfortable in Patricia's scheme. They drafted some playmakers. So yeah, I like I like uh, the Will Harris kid. I think Tracy Walker, he gets some turnovers. Quandre, I, th- I think we'll be fine with the turnovers. I think we'll get more than ten. Yeah, yeah, I, I could see uh, you know close to that number ten, a little over ten. I, I agree with that. I don't see anything crazy over ten, but like you know, I think you'll get maybe even a little bit out of your linebacker core. You know, maybe some right. get one. You know, we'll see. Um, but yeah, I, I'll say over. I mean, I, I'm gonna say I'm gonna say over. I'm gonna say over by a lot, and I think I think the guy that's gonna lead the team in interceptions. Slay. Nope. I think Walker. it's gonna be Diggs. I think Diggs is gonna oh, lead yeah. our team in interceptions. <laughs> yep. And I think he's gonna get a high number. I think he's gonna get like six or seven. So yeah, I wow. think he's gonna be way over. Wow. I think we're gonna have way wow. more. Than bold 10. prediction. That's gonna be yeah. Bold prediction. I like that. I love it. Yeah. We're getting a we're getting a bold prediction on May 29th from there. Now. It is. There, there it is. That's, and that's that's the only prediction we're really giving out. Is T's yeah, gonna make I the think... roster? Hold up. Who T's? Yeah, oh, fifty three man roster. Oh, All right, you got another another bold. <laughs> there it is. I'm gonna say no. No, but yeah, I think it's gonna be well way over ten because, like I said, I think Diggs is gonna get six or seven by himself. So I hope. Right. I think okay. Slay will get at least four. Yeah. Okay. That, that'll be ten right there. So hey, there somebody go. else got to somebody else got to get a pick. <laughs> Tease. <laughs> Tease. Tease. He's got he got one of them. Justin so. Coleman got two last year. You know, Nevin yeah. Lawson had zero picks. Justin Coleman got two. Um, yeah, it's, 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 gonna, it's, gonna be, it's gonna be one more to ten. I think it's gonna be one more to ten. Decent playmaker. All right. This I is from uh, Mike Sash twenty five. I think I said his last name. I'm not sure. He said of the Lions. Could re-pick Ron or Wanchu, who would you pick and why? Ask me this question in three more years. I'm not going to answer it now. We haven't even seen these guys play. It's not fair. Wait, so, who, re-pick who? If the Lions could re-pick round one and round two this year, who would you pick? Yeah, I mean, I mean it's, it's, right now. Not, it's not fair to these guys right now. And we're rooting for these guys. Um, we want them to su- succeed because these are like, these are, this is our future, you know? Yep. So I'm not, I'm not going to 
Am I going to repick, guys? <laughs> yeah. yeah. I don't even think 2018 fair, right. is fair to redo either. Yeah, no, I'm saying like if I you think you should. I back. think you should do it like um, my boy iPod Jackson did. Just wait a good 10, 11, 12 years. And then he can us up with that question so we could do like what a do you mean? draft. That was 18 years ago. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's Tyler. That's when yeah. Tyler will be that like the next Dave Burkett. Yeah, that yeah, was when I was in born. In 10 years, Tyler will be the next Dave Burkett. <laughs> Wow. Yeah, That's so yeah, I, I think <laughs> Got yeah, another bold one. Wait, wait, wait years, do it like iPod Jackson did, then ask <laughs> us to do a remock draft of twenty nineteen. We can definitely hook that up for you. Okay. Uh, That's fair. That's fair enough. Hopefully, uh bigger things by the day. <laughs> yeah, Tyler, Tyler would be, too, be part of that pride party because it'd be like the next day. Oh, we'll come on, no, 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 no. We'll get that, Tyler as a guest. None of that. <laughs> no, I'm messing. Um, all right. Another one from Jim underscore thirteen fourteen. How much production will Amendola have with us doing lots of two tight end sons with TJ and Jesse, and also having Kenny G and Marvin? I think um, every week it's going to change. I think one week they'll feature TJ, one week they'll feature Marvin. One, it just depends on the matchups. Um, one week the teams do a lot. It'll just run the heck out of the rock, out of the ball if they can't stop the run. So I don't think yeah. really. The number one target is obviously Kenny Galladay, but after that, I think it's going to change every week. You got to go by the team's mismatches. Right. Exactly. So, I mean, you saw last year, you know, example, the Dolphins game. They attacked the run because they didn't have a good run defense. You know, carry on, capped off that game. Um, a different game example, Buffalo Bills, they were um, without their star cornerback. Who am I? Uh, who is their cornerback in Buffalo? But, you know, Galladay. Yeah, Galladay capped off that game. So you got to go by matchups, you know. It just depends. Like week one, no Patrick Peterson to help test these corners out, whoever they have out there. So That's right. Yeah. Wow, I, I forgot mean, about that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I'm, I'm still – I'm sticking with it. You know, the thing is, I don't think they – I mean, what they want to do, I don't know. But what I think is going to happen is they're going to force a running game. That's what, and I honestly think that's what's going to happen. Now, if the team is stacking the box, of course they're going to air it out. And I, I mean, they're going to be able to stretch the field. Of course they're going to air it out. But did they play a team? Week, like For example, they play against Arizona Cardinals week one. I don't care what their secondary looks like. If they have two safeties, they're playing two safeties high. I, I don't see them throwing Stafford, having Stafford throw the ball 30 times. I mean, right. I think they're going to they, they, yeah. run the ball. I mean, that, that's... The thing is, if you look at Bevel and you look at how he runs his guys, how he runs his <laughs> offense, I, I didn't see that type of offense from Bevel. So, I mean, unless right. we see a totally different Bevel, a Bevel 2.0 that does something different that we don't, that I've never seen before, I think they're going to run the ball. Run the ball, make teams respect our running game, and then air it out. And once they have that one-on-one opportunity, which, would, which they would have if they run the ball. I mean, I know, I know they want to run the ball, but I don't think it'll be running the ball every week. Like, if a team has a really shitty secondary, they're going to attack the hell out of that secondary. Yeah, you got you to test it. And I think week one is the perfect matchup. No Pat Pete. You got a rookie cornerback over Byron there. Byron Murphy. You got uh, – who's the other corner? I don't, we're not going to talk about that. Now we'll talk about that. August, huh? The matchups. <laughs> the matchups, yeah, because injuries happen. The guys get signed. Guys get traded. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, we'll see. All right, Tyler, that, those are all of my questions. Thanks to all you guys for asking these questions. Um, we just didn't answer the prediction ones. Uh, Tyler, now go for it, bro. 
All right, let's do it. So my questions, I asked for a little more than just Lions questions. I asked for a little bit of like, you know, let's get a little more personal questions. But, you know, there's going to be Lions ones in there. Okay. So, uh, this first question is from uh, Lane Connor 14 Who is your all-time favorite Lion? All right, so I'm going to say this. I, I became a Lions fan because of Barry Sanders. And uh-huh. what he did on the field was amazing, you know? Uh-huh. But he's not my favorite Lion. Oh, shit. Crazy, what? Right? That's crazy. What? I mean, and, 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 and guess what? It's not Calvin Johnson. That's crazy, Ooh. right? So it's like, who the hell is Malcolm's favorite Lion? Is it T-Table? No, man. <laughs> it's got a tease. <laughs> to be honest, man, and it's not, it's, not, it's not even about production. It's not even fully about production. It's about leadership and how this guy carried himself on the field and off the field and how he continued to carry himself on the air. Um, I would have to say my favorite lion of all time is going to number 13, the original toad drag swag, Ooh. Nate Burleson. Wow. Oh, that was a curveball. I didn't see that coming. Yeah, you didn't see that coming. I mean, I, I, I absolutely love Nate. Nate, he brought, he he was that guy that that brought everybody together. He he was that locker room veteran. Before every game, he broke them up and he hyped them oh, up. Yeah, you know, was he was that guy. Um. So I mean, I absolutely love Nate. We gonna Nate. whoop their ass from sideline to sideline. Go, focus, <laughs> go, focus. Yeah. Nate is my he's my favorite line, and no lie. Um, it was Barry. I mean, because Barry was amazing, but just look at the stuff he does on and off the field. It's going to Nate. All right, Pierre, who's your all-time favorite line? Mine is eighty-one. Calvin Megatron Johnson. Wow, that's man, nice. you could put the whole house on him. Put three guys on him, he'll catch it. Put your shutdown corner on it, he'll beat you. Great blocker. Uh, was never a diva, um, true professional, both on and off the field, good leader, led by example, wasn't really a loud guy, led by example. Like, everything you want in a player, he had it. Yep. Um, yeah. I, I loved Calvin. I don't think there'll ever be another Calvin. No, no, I no. think he's number two wide receiver of all time behind Jerry Rice. Maybe I'm a little biased, but I just love the way he plays, the way he acts. I think the way you act also has a lot to do with that. Randy Moss is good, too. I just think I like Calvin more. I mean... Calvin's my guy. Yeah. Tyler? And, all right. Boy. If I had to go with my all-time my, my all-time favorite Lion, honestly, he was on the roster last year. Golden Tate, man. I've always just... Uh, something about GT. Love that flashiness. Love the show, showtime, man. Uh, I love Golden. Uh, follow me on Instagram. You know, got a little more boost room for that. <laughs> for following me on Instagram. Uh, so any athletes, if you want to follow me on Instagram, you know, maybe you'll get a little more boost in my list. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, Showtime, always, you know, just love watching him. Such a fun player to watch. Uh, I was so excited when he signed with the Lions a few years ago in 2014. Um, you know, I was really depressed when, you know, we traded him too. But, you know, I understand the move. It, it has to be golden, honestly. Just, you know, I've always actually, you know, always been a Lions fan, obviously. But GT, just something about him. There's been a lot of good players that I've always respected and loved. Another guy I've always loved, and him actually joining the podcast and taking 40 minutes out of his time really made me respect him even Glover more if I didn't respect him, was Glover Quinn. Uh, awesome. Glover, Glover Quinn and Golden Tate are two guys. You know, I kind of have like two personal stories with them. That's kind of why I like him a little more than just on the field because I have good off-the-field stories with, them, with both those guys. So um, those are you know my reasons. Those are like my two favorite non- – I mean my favorite lines of all time is Glover Quinn and Golden Tate. I want to and, say one more. Um, one guy I loved a lot before his injuries was DeAndre Levy. 
Yeah. He was a straight beast, bro. Like, honestly, before his injuries, he was a top five linebacker. He could cover, he could tackle, stop the run. You couldn't fuck with DeAndre. He, he was he, amazing. He is the most underrated player to ever play the game of football in the NFL. Yeah. DeAndre. Never made, Pro Bowl, never, never made a Pro Bowl. Never made a Pro Bowl. And this is the sad part. I want to hear something crazy. I live in Miami. And if you bring up, you know, just even bring up his name, DeAndre Levy, everybody's going to say, who? Who's that? <laughs> like, nobody. Press play. It, it's crazy, man. And that guy, just did, he did everything as a linebacker. And he just never made the Pro I don't understand how he never made the Pro Bowl. Doesn't make yeah. sense. Doesn't add up. Yeah, look, I think the Pro Bowl is a popularity contest, man. It's just, it, it is. It is. It is. Because, you know, the fans... Like how how can you leave this guy out of it? That's crazy. Yeah, that is crazy. But um, going back to what you said too, and I I don't want to go too much into it as far as the top receivers. All I'm gonna say is I've seen both of them in their prime. I watched both of them in their prime, and that's all. I'm I'm, just, I'm gonna leave it at that. I'm not even gonna wow. I'm not gonna have people say, "Oh, Malcolm, you're crazy." I'm not even gonna get into <laughs> it. But I'm gonna just say I watched both of them in their prime. Wait, Malcolm, <laughs> you have Calvin ahead of Randy. Do I have Calvin ahead of Randy? Now, when you're looking at, are you talking about who is more dominant? Just all just time better, receivers. Number one, all, Jerry all Rice. Time, all, no, and I wasn't talking about. I wasn't talking about Randy Moss. I seen Randy Moss in his prime too. Right. I was talking about Jerry Rice. I watched Jerry Rice in his prime, and he, <laughs> I didn't. Yeah, I understand. I understand. You're just going by. I wasn't born. What <laughs> he say, she say, and Jerry Rice was. Phenomenal. He was phenomenal, but his, his best, what he was able to do the best was his conditioning because he was after he was able to play at a high level until he was like forty two, forty three, or forty four years old, and that's why his records would never be touched because he was able to play at a high level till that age. So his record is like untouchable. Nobody's gonna catch his records, but if you're asking me who's more dominant. I'm not even going to answer because I don't want to just... <laughs> crazy, no, I said, crazy. come on. I said Calvin, but, too. I don't care. I'm probably going to get some backpacks from him. Yeah. So I really don't care. Listen, I watched both of them in the prime. I watched Jerry Rice when he was on the 49ers. He wasn't doing what Calvin Johnson was doing. This is, I guess it's two different eras. And I guess it's two different animals. Um, mm-hmm. And Randy Moss, going to Randy Moss, Randy Moss, he was a freak as well. Right. But he was a diva, though. I he take that diva. into account when I do my like. He was a diva, a little too, but he he was a freak as well. So I mean, I I, I put as far as dominant, as far as you put two guys on this guy, and they're still gonna come up the ball. I think Randy Moss and and Calvin Johnson are in the league of their own. I think they were just unstoppable. I mean, and that's just my opinion. You can't you can't scheme against those guys because even if you scheme against them, they're gonna get their own. You know, so I I don't know. Yeah, I agree. But, all right, you guys ready for the next question? Yeah, let's go for it. All right, this this is not a Lions question at all. That's you fine. Guys like, this is a you know kind of a summertime question. You guys like to grill? Hell yeah! yeah. All right, so this guy, Mister <laughs> Ted Reed, has asked, "Do you guys use a gas or charcoal grill?" Bruh. Both. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't grill, so I don't know. <laughs> Honestly, both. Um, sometimes we'll go to the park with friends. There's a grill there. We put charcoal. Sometimes at home, there's a gas grill. We do gas. I mostly like charcoal better. I think charcoal tastes a little better. It's more like natural, okay. kind of. Yeah. I don't know. But charcoal just has like that. To be to completely it. honest, as far as using a gas grill, 
to barbecue. I've never done it. I always use charcoal, so I guess I have to go with charcoal because that's all I used when I barbecue. So I, I guess that's that's my answer. You guys said you guys you both guys, grill. Yeah. yeah. If you guys ever so, want a fire steak? Hit me up. I got. I was you. gonna say so. Could I come <laughs> over? Could I come over? <laughs> I got you. Hey Tyler, real talk. The next time we're grilling, you're coming. All right, wait, hold. On. This, is, this is another. This is my personal question. How do you guys like your steak done? I'm, I'm, I'm well. a medium guy. Medium I like my wild. medium, man. Yeah, medium, man. You gotta yeah, have like, a little. I like, I like my medium. I have my medium, yeah. <laughs> I like medium well. Um, just the way. I used to eat well done. I changed a year ago to medium. Oh well. God, that's disgusting. Yeah, here. well done. <laughs> eating classic, bro. That's like eating classic, always, my dude. Yeah, my my steak was always burnt. I like medium well. <laughs> I'm not even gonna lie. I was the same way. Um, in my younger twenties, I was like, like it's not cooked. Like I was freaking out. Like why is it pink? You know. But then, you know, after I realized, like, okay, there's more flavor if you have a medium, you know? I won't, I won't eat it rare. I won't, I won't do that. I'll eat it medium, but I prefer medium well. I won't do it rare. I can't have it all pink. Like, that's just yeah, completely weird to me. That's completely weird to me. That's Some people eating. eat a blue, whatever the hell that's called. Oh, <laughs> that's gross, man. <laughs> all right. The next question is from Alex Adams, 25. And I don't even know why he asked this question. Hey, this is going to take you one second to answer this. Who is the best running back out of the three? Emmitt Smith, Walter Perry Peter, Sanders. Perry Sorry, Sanders. Sorry, stop. Go ahead. Next question. <laughs> that was easy. Go ahead and answer, Barry. Barry. You can say it. Barry, Barry Sanders. Sanders. Man. <laughs> if, All right. If whoever thinks Emmitt Smith is better than Barry Sanders, I don't know. I, like, leave. I don't know. I mean, Emmitt had everything for him. I mean, everything was tailored towards Emmitt. So, I mean, it is what it is. All right. Uh, let's get back on Lions. So, we got this question from Legends 2K Celtics. Well, the Lions re-sign TJ Jones. No. Um, you know, me personally, I don't think they'll re-sign him. I think they're kind of, you know, I think they could use another receiver. I just don't think it'll be TJ Jones. Me personally. I'll say this. So they have like an injury or something or like they could call TJ and be like, hey, just come in. I could see that happen because TJ is still unsigned. I'm yeah. kind of surprised to be honest. I think he's done well in his role. He's not a wide receiver two or wide receiver three, but he's a wide receiver four who can contribute on special teams. So I'm surprised he hasn't signed. Well, like, yeah, I mean, right now, no, but if like an injury pops up or something, sure. Has yeah. he even had any visits? I don't think so. Don't not think not so. that I've heard of. Yeah. That sucks. I mean, it, it sucks for him. I, I feel bad, man, because it's because of his production from last year, to be honest. Right. When we had, when he was. Called on to step up. He didn't step up. He didn't step up. So, and I think I think that everybody saw that. So yeah. I don't know. I mean, I don't know. I think he hurt himself from his last year performance. He had a hell of a week seventeen game. So I mean, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. All right. The next question is from the Detroit Lions. Den. if Matthew Stafford leads the Lions to the playoffs and the play and a playoff win, and this year and maybe next, will the Lions have no choice to but to extend him? I mean, that still would be like two years left on his deal or three years. No, I wouldn't. I mean, I don't. That That's tricky. It just depends on the situation where the team is at. I mean, if, if, he, like, if he has two years left on his deal and he's winning, yeah, you extend him. You don't have a choice. You know what I mean? I mean, yeah, it is I, a tricky situation. Yeah, or you is. just wait, let the two years play out and see what happens. And if he yeah. outdoes those two years, then you sign him again. I think it's a wait-and-see game for me. I I kind of feel bad because I think he's in a lose-lose situation. 
I I don't. I, I mean, he'll have to win. You he'll, he'll have to win. I think a Super Bowl, or to get pretty damn close to winning the Super Bowl to get extended. Yeah, and, like and, he just and, got extended too. Yeah, so. and the reason I say that is because quarterbacks, the market, especially with Russell Wilson getting how much? How much did Russell Wilson get? Thirty-four, thirty-five, thirty-four, thirty-five million. So he just set the bar a little bit even higher for that QB market. Mm-hmm. And Stafford's going to be thirty-four, thirty-four when when his contract is up and they're ready to extend him. Sure. So I I don't I don't know. I mean, do you extend a thirty-four-year-old Stafford and give him that type of money? Hey, if he's healthy, he's playing at a high level, he's winning, and the team's doing well. Yet you don't have a choice but to extend him. But if he's like Kind of like getting like towards like that little aging where you see like some decline. Kind of like, I don't know, you maybe you draft someone, you groom him a little. Kind of like how the Chiefs did with Alex Smith and Mahomes. You know what I mean? It just yeah, depends, bro. It's, yeah, too it, early it, to it, 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 it's, it's tough because, you know, you're looking at Brady like, okay, Brady's playing until he's 40. That's awesome. You know, you're looking at Drew Brees, you know, he's playing until 40. That's awesome. You know, but right. a lot of quarterbacks is not fortunate to be playing at that high level at that age. Big Ben, Roethlisberger, yeah, Carson Palmer played long. Um I know, but then you, you look at Carlson Palmer, you even seen him decline. Yeah, well, so um, far with Stafford, though, we haven't really seen a decline yet. He's still like... Oh, no, he, definitely not. That, that's the thing. Long. But you're, yeah. you're, you're, talking about, you're talking about four years from now. Yeah, you never know. Injuries so, happen. Exactly. He's healthy, so, knock on wood. Yeah, um, I mean, I, it, it all depends on, you know, do they feel like... Well, first of all, at 34, I don't care how Stafford is playing. You need to start investing in quarterbacks. Oh yeah, I mean, definitely. You start guys start drafting guys. You gotta see how it is. I mean, because thirty four. I mean, like I'm telling you, it could happen overnight, bro. <laughs> it, it sucks. Right. We so, saw the know. Patriots. Uh, one year they took what's his face Garoppolo. Yeah, the because next year they took Brissett. Exactly. Yeah, because even the Patriots, they, they were unsure if you know what. And Brady wakes up one day and right. he's, not Tom, he's not Tom Brady no more. <laughs> he's not Tom and, Brady no more. You know. It's, it's it's not. I mean, you guys probably like I said. No, you guys definitely don't know. But I watched Dan Marino go through his, and Dan Marino was probably one of the better, probably one of the best quarterbacks I watched. You know, I mean, I put him up there with you know the Peyton Manning's, Aaron Rodgers, and and, and um and, and Tom Brady's. As far as, as right. far as playing wise, he didn't win, but playing wise, dude was awesome in his prime. But I, I watched him go through his. When you hit that over 30, 34, 35, 36, I don't know. Yeah. Would you extend Stafford to he's 36? Like, would you give him two more years after he's 34 and, and contract him to he's 36 years old? I think it depends on the scenario, how good or bad he's playing. It just, uh, like I said, it's a wait and see game for me right now. I don't really have an answer right now. For yeah. I, this is this, this, this way I look at it. Draft guys, draft guys, and you have to draft guys high. Draft quarterbacks in the second, third round, see how they pan out. If you notice, you have a guy in your backup, your young your young gun, who's performing better than Stafford. Then I think you have to transition away from him. I think that would have to work. I, I wouldn't do it. I mean, I, I, as much as I love Stafford, I wouldn't do it. You know, me personally, unless he wants uh, to. I, I hate to say it, but I don't think the Lions' window is even that much longer for them to win. So I mean, I think you have that you know that four year, five year window, whatever to win. And I think after that, at that point, you know, you're going to try to slim, slimmer down on some contracts. I think then you're going to get a new quarterback around that time. That's just me personally. I just don't think this window is going to last as long as some of the dynasties that we saw, the Patriots or, 
you know, the Saints are doing with Drew Brees. I just don't think Stafford's – I mean, I like the kid. I'm, I'm not the kid. I like the guy. I just don't think he's one of those quarterbacks that, you know, he, he could be a dominant until he's, like, in his 40s. 40? Yeah, yeah but we just, don't know. Like we don't. We don't know. know. I mean, I, yeah, I, we I don't know. know. It, it, it can happen. We don't. Look, know. he hasn't missed a game since like those, like his rookie yeah. year and the year after that. Like this, yeah, got we, this guy's. We'll he see. Played with a, he played with a freaking broken bones in his back or some shit last year. He yeah. played with broken fingers. And and, he, and let me tell you, that takes a toll on you, bro. Right. Yeah. I know. All bro, those hits, back. those ten sack games, those six sack games. Yeah. It takes no. a toll on you, man. We'll see. I'm I'm focused. But we will definitely see. My main thing that I'm worried about in that whole situation is that Safford will be 34. And then you're looking at a situation like, all right, what do you extend him? How much do you give him? Three years? Three more years? Yeah. You're looking it, at, if you give him three years, he's 37 years old. You yeah, give him four years, know. he's 38 years old. So then you're, you're looking like, how do you pay him? So it, it is it's extremely tough. So I don't know. Yeah. I, yeah. Love, I, I love Safford, by the way. I do too. And Kelly. That's my quarterback. <laughs> 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 All right. All right. This next question is from Jude Brood. Will Zach Zenner be the third running back because of Bevel's run heavy offense? You know, and me personally, I think Zenner will be in competition for that third running back spot. I think he's in competition with, you know, Riddick, Ty Johnson, and, you know, him being. So, uh, I mean, I, I, would, I would love to see Zenner make the roster. What about you guys? Um,. I think it's a competition, like you said. I think the competition is probably mostly with Ty Johnson and Theo Riddick. Um, I, I don't really know. I think it's just going to be competition, to be honest. I, I don't know if he'll make it. We saw what they offered him, the contract. They don't really, like, not much, not a lot of guaranteed money in it. So, I mean, I don't know. It, it's going to be a competition between Zenner, Riddick, Mark Thompson, Tyler Johnson, you know, I don't forget about Mark Thompson. I, I think don't forget his tape about, I was just good. about to mention him too. Mark Thompson, he has he has good tape. So yeah, I think it's gonna be a competition between all those guys. I think Carry on and CJ are locks. After that, it's all competition. Wide open, wide open. Wide open. And I think yeah. it, I think I think after that it could be unexpected too. So I don't I don't know. We yeah, will see. Maybe. I mean Oh go ahead. Maybe like a vet could get released or something, and they like him, or like they could they could sign like a guy or trade for a guy. You never know. All right, next question is coming from Riley Rankins. Are you guys an Xbox or PlayStation PlayStation Four guys? Xbox. Yeah, Xbox all the way. <laughs> eh, wrong answer, guys. <laughs> PS4 I guy. Because I'm PS4 guy. I'm PS4 guy. The only only reason I'd get a PS4 is just because MLB the show. That'd be the only reason for me to get invested so, to a X- PS4. Xbox, Xbox don't have MLB MLB the show. They MLB do not have MLB the show. It's a Sony thing only. Why do you have? Why do you? Why do you guys have Xboxes then? Um, why? The story because... why actually Xbox is a little different because I remember I was in uh, what was it? It might have been my eighth grade year. <laughs> I wanted a Christmas gift, so you know, went to Target with you know my mom. So, um, you know, I just wanted a console really badly. I didn't care what it was. I had a 360 already. So, but I did go in asking for a PS4 and, you know, they didn't have any in stock. So I got oh, stuck with the man. Xbox. But, you know, Damn, I'm, I was satisfied with it. The only reason why I wanted it was a PS4 because MLB the show. <laughs> I mean, PlayStation 4 has all, has all the games. I mean, yeah. to me, I mean, I don't, I mean, I don't know, man. I just like PS4, PS4 better. I've always just liked the controller better on the Xbox. I don't know why. Right. This is a per- personal preference. Um, this is a question from Keith Casper. 
What other teams do you follow outside the Lions? Do you guys follow um, anything? I mean, I follow the Pistons, obviously the Tigers, Red Wings. I follow all the Detroit teams, and you know, all around the league. But you know, other than the Detroit teams, I don't really uh, follow any specific team like closely. You know, I guess uh, you guys are probably I've probably never told you guys this, but I really keep up with the Atlanta Braves as well. I really like them as a baseball team. I've always kept up with them. Other than that, it's mainly Detroit teams, Michigan basketball, Michigan football, but uh, it's mainly you know local teams. That's yeah, what's Detroit, up, man. I keep up with Detroit teams and former players that have played on our teams. I just want to. Yeah. I just want to. I'm. I'm like. I'm always rooting for those guys. So, yeah. Even Ebron. No. I mean, let's not talk <laughs> about that. All right. Let's. Uh, nope. let's uh, <laughs> oh man. I'm not talking about Ebron anymore. Fuck him. Uh, I mean, I still support you, though. It is what it is. Malcolm, tell me your teams. You know what? I I support Why are you laughing, Tyler? Tyler, Tyler, why are you laughing? He finally did something right. He deleted his social media. Yeah. What's up, man? The guy would not stop taking shots at Detroit. I mean, fans are fans. You know, fans are like, they like to talk shit. We all know that. The guy would respond to every damn hater. Like, bro, yeah. they're haters. Like, you're a pro. <laughs> Just ignore them. Like, for real. Right, stop laughing, dog. Yeah. <laughs> Malcolm, talk about your uh, stop NBA Stop laughing, man. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, Tyler, Tyler, did they, are the Knicks a top three pick? Do they have a top uh, three pick? <laughs> the Knicks do have a top three pick, at least. The Knicks do have a top Wait. three pick, at least. <laughs> no, Wait, but Tyler, could they get Zion? Uh, they will not get Zion. They, got, <laughs> they, get John? they will not be getting John. <laughs> no more. Man... I mean, it is what it is. Yes, I am, a, I am a Knicks fan. I, I'm, I'm proud to say it. I mean, I don't know how long my heart's going to can take this beating that I'm taking on the basketball world. I mean, it's bad. It's bad. I mean, we because of the way the NBA is set up, we got screwed from the lottery. Everybody know we got screwed, so it is what it is. Sure. Yeah, we got screwed. Yep. Am I confident the Knicks is going to make the right pick at number three? Absolutely not. I don't think... Um, they're gonna pick what they're supposed to pick. Everybody's like, "Yeah, you're, you're gonna, you're gonna get Barrett. You gotta gonna get Barrett. Good job, yeah." Oh, they're getting RJ. Oh, <laughs> until I see it, until I see it, I'm gonna believe it, yo. Because I, I'm telling you, like, I, I could see a situation happen. Like, the Nick is like, "All right, it's our pick," and they're like, "Okay, from Nigeria, the Nick is Akuna Matata. Akuna Matata means no worry. I'm from Lion King, dog." <laughs> yeah, so I, I can see some shit like that happening, and and that's some shit we happen it happens every year, man. What happened? What, what year? When, what year did we draft a Frank Nilakila? What year uh, is that? Uh, two years ago? Two thousand. I like them coming out. I'm not gonna lie, I like. You like Frank. coming in? That was the year we I got mean, Stanley Johnson. I, I, I like I like a lot of players more than him. I can tell you that. Yeah. Like, hey, I don't don't follow, after them. Yeah, I don't really follow the basketball prospects that much, but I followed him. I he liked him. You did? I thought you got all of them. I didn't even know who the hell he was. I thought you were just I was like, why? Why are we like getting an international player? Why are we doing this? Like, why couldn't we get um I, I thought you guys would need Justice Winslow. Did, why don't we get why don't we get Mitch, Mitch uh, Justin Winslow? That's that's from Porzingis. I wanted so. Winslow. We took Stanley Johnson. Look at Winslow and look at Johnson now. I wanted Winslow. Winslow, so Winslow came out to you with um Porzingis. Oh, you're right. You're right. Yeah, I'm, I'm because we, we were they were talking about us getting Winslow and oh, I'm talking about Winslow Zinkers. and family. That's what I'm talking yeah. about. Yeah, yeah. I wanted Winslow that year. I think Willie Collison was in that draft. Devin Booker was in that draft as well. But yeah, the Knicks. Uh, I, I, you guys, this is a fun fact. I harassed 
Malcolm about being a Knicks fan for a little bit. I send memes all the time. <laughs> <laughs> I sent him the, what was it, the 2015 team you guys had with D. Rose, Porsche and Joakim Noah. I think you guys had for a dream that was terrible. Uh, that was that was messed up. That was that wasn't even cool, man. Lynn Sandy, when they got Lynn, they thought he was like the next Kobe or some shit. Yo, yo, y'all can laugh now. I laugh now, but Jeremy Lynn, when we got Jeremy Lynn, he beat he beat the Lakers. He he, he beat Kobe. He's I mean, NBA Finals. No. Where is Jeremy Lynn now? <laughs> Jeremy Lynn. He hey, got let's go to the NBA Finals now. Jeremy Lynn got too greedy. And he wouldn't accept our $30 million contract that we offered him. And he wanted to go, I guess, get more money. So he went to Houston. And yeah. that's when his career went to hell. Hey, he's going to the NBA Finals right now. He's with Toronto. He's I, Tor- oh, he is with Toronto. <laughs> he's going to the Finals. He, has, he doesn't play, bro. He doesn't play. <laughs> I gonna... think with Jeremy Lin, I think he's a system player. And I think you're right, Malcolm. Some players get greedy and they leave. If he stayed in New York, I think he would have had he success. He would have been a star, man. Yeah. Insanity. That was a fun was, time. We, we, man. <laughs> it is that was really fun, though. That Like, we got to witness that. Like, imagine, like, telling your kids or grandkids, like, 40 to 60 years from now. I witnessed yeah. and said, they'd be like, who? <laughs> Let me tell you about this guy, Jeremy Lin. Like, yeah. Man, Malcolm got some interesting teams. He's got the Lions and the Knicks. <laughs> what about Carmelo Anthony? Okay, okay. Oh, let's stop talking about the Knicks. Oh, wait, you can talk about. <laughs> I mean, I like I like Carmel Anthony. It is what it is. I all like right, that. All right. all right. This next question I got from EJ Reeves. He said, "What's the best complimentary bread for your breakfast?" What, bro? What are you talking about, man? Uh, my favorite bread is probably honestly just a nice white bread with some butter and put some grape jelly on what it. Kind that of boy banks. What kind of question is this? That boy banks. <laughs> wait, 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 I'm sorry. All I heard was breakfast. Now it's look lost. Best, best complimentary bread. <laughs> what? Best bread? Bro, any bread that's good with butter is good. No, but Give me my bread. Chip. Give me some coffee with that and I'm good. From Lulu's Coney Island, though. Man, the grape jelly on it with the butter. Best bread ever. I don't fuck <laughs> with the jelly. Just the butter. <laughs> you don't mess with jelly? Uh, just butter by itself white bread with butter yes sir I'm not gonna lie it's a little dry but I'll eat it the best bread is uh, Cheesecake Factory's bread that's crack Cheesecake Factory just have some good bread I mean I don't I don't know how to answer this question come on Malcolm you eat out Malcolm you eat out I eat out but like what what type of bread I mean come on bro you don't have a favorite bread do I have a favorite bread Uh, from a restaurant Cheesecake Factory, like he said, that's that's some good Malcolm bread. Malcolm likes the bread he makes. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. There it is, Chef Malcolm, the green ones. <laughs> no, um, I mean, I don't know. I mean, Cheesecake Factory bread is all right, I guess. Yeah, I mean, even some nice Texas toast. Sometimes you get from the store. Though, that that boy is good too. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. that's correct. All right. All right. All right, next question I got from is Zachary. I don't even know how to say his last name. Sorry. Does pineapples belong on pizza? No. Um, you know, absolutely gonna, not. No. I'm going to go on a limb and, you know, it's not, it's not, it's not bad. Uh, you know, put it with some meat. It's not bad. You know, get some sauces, pepperoni, and put some pineapples in there with the ham. I'll eat it. That boy slaps. I'll eat it all day. You never had Hawaiian pizza about. up here? No, and I don't plan to. Just try it, man. Have you tried it? <laughs> nope. 
Just try it, bro. <laughs> Look, to me, like, pineapples, pineapples are supposed to be cold, right? I don't like when my fruit is warm or hot. I don't like fruit that's warm. So it's just like a turnoff to me. But I can't. It, it gives a flavor. I can't. I'm sorry. Uh, I mean, yes. it probably does. Nice you can't knock it you try it. Bro, when you eat a pineapple, you want that shit to be cold. I shouldn't call food shit. You want your pineapple to be cold. You don't want it to be warm. I hate warm fruit. I mean, I, I can't say not, I eat warm fruit. You can't fruit, knock it you try it. But... <laughs> yeah, you gotta try it, though. You, have to, you just have to try it. It's something you just have to try. <laughs> Maybe I'll try it when I come down next week with you. Okay. Oh yeah. Fun fact: Peter's right, going to Miami. Lit. <laughs> uh, all right. The next question I got from is Sabio Yusuf. Do you guys prefer Jimmy John's or Subway? Um, I'm, Peter, start off that question. Subway all the way. <laughs> Everybody, you, Malcolm. I don't like. I don't like any of them, to be honest. So, honestly, I don't eat very much of Subway or Jimmy John's because, fun fact, I, my family actually used to own a Tubby's. So, I used to always eat Tubby subs all the time. And Malcolm probably has no idea what the hell Tubby's is. I was gonna, sure. Yeah, I was going to say, can you go in detail exactly what is Tubby's? Because <laughs> down, down in South Florida, we don't have a Tubby's. So. <laughs> what is Tubby's? It's just it's a like a Subway. Grilled Jimmy subs. Sort of. Yeah. It's kind of the only, I think it's only a Michigan thing, though, if I'm not mistaken. Um, so, But if I had to chew, I'd probably go so Subway because I've actually never had Jimmy John's. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> okay. Let me let me let me just go ahead and let me just explain exactly w- why I'm not a fan of of either or okay, Jimmy okay. John's or Subway. Um, in Michigan, do you guys have a Publix? Do you guys know what that is? I do not. Publix is a grocery not. store, and they they in their deli they they sell they make subs. So what I the reason why I don't like. Subway and shit like that is because they have one type of meat, which is which is weird to me. Like, how you gonna be a sub place and only have one type of turkey? Like, why if I don't want that type of turkey? Why if I want boar's head? You know, <laughs> like like Publix, they give me the option. Like they say, oh, you want a turkey sub? What type of turkey you want, yo? I'm like, oh, give me a jerk turkey. You know, so they have like all these different types of turkey. They have like every type type of turkey you could think of. That's a that's a sub place. You know, you're supposed to have shit like that. Jimmy John's Fancy. They don't have shit like that. <laughs> they have one turkey, one ham, probably three tri- three choices of cheese. You know, they're like, well, it is what it is, you know? Mm-hmm. Wait, uh, Malcolm, is Publix the place where they have, like, an escalator, like, a second floor to go shopping in or something like that? I mean, the one in South Beach, the one down in South Beach is like that. But yeah, the, I've been no- to that, the, bro. Normal, the normal grocery stores, it's not as fancy like that. It's just a walk in, you grab your cart and get your shit. Yeah, I was so confused. When I had like, what the hell is this? Yeah, and, and downtown they yeah their 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 grocery stores like you take elevators like you go through the garage and like you go straight there like you go through the elevator and yeah it's weird. Welcome. Also, one question: What's that red building of that crack breakfast place? It's like a red like building sort of. It's in my. It's in Florida. It's uh, red. It's a red building. They have, like coffee. It's kind of like a Panera Bread, but it's like a breakfast cafe sort of thing. It's in South Beach? It's in Miami. It's in Florida. I don't know. You guys have some good breakfast places. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, bro, I mean, to be to be completely honest, when you come down, you could possibly show me and I could probably explain, but I have no idea what you're talking about. Oh. Just, <laughs> I'm not sure which I'm not sure which red building you're talking about. And Miami is like I'll, I'll Google it. No. Miami is like ginormous. It's like, right. Was it in All the right. hood? 
<laughs> Hold up, I'll tell you what it's called. Hold on, I'm gonna Google this just for the heck of it. Yo, Miami is so it's so weird, yo. Like you'll be in like a nice area one minute, you make one turn, you're like, oh shit, welcome to the hood. You're like, oh shit, overtown. Sea geese <laughs> on the street. Crazy, <laughs> oh, it's crazy. Or Malcolm, you sent me that video Damn, one time. There bro. was a snake on the on the road. <laughs> it's like a car. That was that wasn't a snake. That was an alligator, bro. Or alligator. My bad. That was a dead ass alligator. <laughs> All, right, All right. And the last question I got is, what is your guys' favorite food? Pierre, what's your favorite food? All right, my favorite food is a filet mignon. I love a filet with like mashed potatoes. <laughs> fancy guy, fancy guy. <laughs> no, like just in general. Like I don't have it every day, but when I like I'm saying, my favorite food is a filet mignon. I love steaks. I'm a steak guy. Um, yeah. What about you, Malcolm? What's your favorite food? I'm I'm basic as hell. I'm basic as hell. Pizza. And, no, 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 no. <laughs> not twelve. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm really basic. Um, as far as my favorite food, a thing like it's like a. Go to my go to if I'm hungry, like oh, getting this. It's any type of Mexican food, man. I love Mexican food. I I love Mexican food, but give me like a. Do you guys have a lime up there? No. A what? No. It's called lime. No. They're Is that burritos. The place they're, in Lauderdale. They they have one in Lauderdale. They have one in South Beach. They have one. Okay. They have one. They have one all, all around. Um, but what if Chipotle? Chipotle. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's it's a it's like a. It's like a way better version of Chipotle. Wow. Damn. Yeah, yeah it's way better. A way better version than, than Chipotle. I like Chipotle, too. Yeah. I like Chipotle, too. But this place called Lime, like, their burritos are really good. Peter, bring me one to go when you come back from Miami. I got you. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> good luck, bro. That shit going to be cold as hell. Tyler, what's your favorite? <laughs> my favorite food is, you know, my Middle Easterns feel me, a nice shawarma sandwich. You can never beat oh, a nice... With, oh, with, shit. With, with tahini sauce. Oh, man. Oh, my there's God. A, Please explain pl- to me what the hell that is because I have no idea what that oh, is. Oh, Malcolm. Oh, my God. To the oh, D, we're going to Bucharest. First thing we're doing is... <laughs> yes. No, just tell me what's right. in it, dog. Tell me what's it's in just, it. It's like steak, or you can get chicken in there with wrapped around a pita bread, and they just put a bunch of shit in there with tahini sauce. And you know, all right, Malcolm, when you come to Detroit, you'll, you're gonna try Middle Eastern food, all right? Well, you're going to Bucharest, <laughs> and you're going to Ishtar. That's a Ishtar. fact. Ishtar. <laughs> you come with Ode Bushi and us. Okay. You know, I'm, yeah, I'm maybe down. Ode, Ode would come. <laughs> he knows what's up. He's I'm, I'm down. I'm, I'm, I'm down. Board. But I'm gonna tell you guys now. It's gonna be if I if I bring my wife, she's extremely picky. She's not gonna fine. try it. She ain't gonna try shit. She's not well. gonna try shit. No, hey, she ain't gonna try shit. Picky. No, she That's ain't gonna fine. try she ain't gonna try anything. Trust so, me. <laughs> the other day the other day we were out with some friends and I was we were out with like with some girls and just like friends, not like girls I'm trying to go, just for some friends. And this girl was like, I'm very picky. I like my steak well done. I was like, listen, I used to like it well done, but you gotta try medium well this time. Like, <laughs> just because you said it, I will. All right. Yeah, see, like, shit doesn't work like that. I'm, in my household. I'm good at convincing people because I'm telling people I'm super picky, and everyone knows I'm super picky about my food. So when I I could convince people, I got you, Malcolm. I'll convince. Well, it's you. not gonna work, bro. I trust me. My wife, like, we'll go to a cookout, and my wife won't eat. Okay, that's how picky now. she is. <laughs> she won't eat. Like, Never. I'm telling you, she is picky. She is picky. Yeah, you picky. know how Kevin Hart goes, like, really. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so I mean that. Oh, that, that won't, I mean, I could tell you now, my wife won't be down to eat it. 
Yeah. Yes, but de- you know. de- definitely my favorite food is Arabic food. Nothing beats Arabic food. But I'm, I'm going to try it. I'm, I'm down to try it. I'm, man, down, I'm down to try it, but we just got to go get something else for my wife so she can man. get something <laughs> They have eat. salads. They have lamb chops. They have ribs. They have, like, whatever. Jeez, you, you, want want <laughs> you tell my wife to eat a lamb chop. <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> they, have chicken wings. they have chicken wings. Just eat chicken wings. <laughs> they do. <laughs> a star has chicken wings. If you ordered chicken wings from a star, you're messing up big time. <laughs> well, it's like for people like who don't like the meat. They, got chicken. they have chicken tenders and fries. They have chicken wings. Oh man. I'm down. What's the sub called again? A star. It's tar. No, but there's Bucharest in Detroit, which is really there's good. There's Bucharest in Detroit, which they basically have shawarmas and salads. That's it. Yeah, but shawarmas, man. Those things. Nothing. Be, I could get a shawarma whenever I want. I can eat it at 12 at night. I can eat it at 8 in the morning. I don't care. I'll eat a shawarma whenever. That's a fact. It's low-key a good food when you're, like, when you're like drunk or buzzing. Shawarma it's hits the spot. It doesn't matter <laughs> what time it is. You, you could eat a shawarma. You are uh, 100% right. That's that's for sure my 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 go to no doubt is a shawarma sandwich. All right, I have like a question for you guys. Well, Tyler, maybe you haven't done this, but what's your like go to eat when you're like drunk? What do you guys like, or like when you're buzzing? Tyler, Buckham, what do you, you like? Just a, you can, actually, Tyler, you trying to? So, no, you trying to? Why, said, why, why would police officer listen to this? You're, try, you're trying to get the podcast. <laughs> you're trying to get us all arrested. <laughs> all right, Tyler, when you're in a super good mood at night, what do you eat? How about that? <laughs> um. Honestly, I, I think just a nice cheeseburger from McDonald's always gets the job done. Honestly, no, no lie. I like Plain the Whopper. What about you, Malcolm? Man, I haven't had Burger King in years. <laughs> to be honest, man, it's weird, yo. Like, do you guys have Denny's in um? Open yeah, we have Denny's. Yeah, we okay. got Denny's. Yeah, we have Denny's, but not as much I, as you guys have in. Like, yeah, we have a Denny's like almost around every corner because I guess a lot of people yeah. get drunk at night, and that's like everybody's go-to. Like, I need pancakes and bacon and all that sausage. That's stuff. our IHOP. That's our IHOP. Yeah, IHOP. There we go. IHOP. Yeah, we have that too. So yeah, I for some reason if I'm like drunk as hell, I need breakfast. <laughs> I need bacon. I need sausage. I need pancakes. I need all that stuff. That that's... I need yeah. I need like greasy food and I need fries with that. When you give me fries and greasy food, I'm see, that's where the bacon and the sausage come through, yo. That that I never had breakfast when I'm rocked. I got to do that yeah. once. Yeah, it kind of it kind of helps you out because like the pancakes. Kind of like soaks all that shit up, supposedly. <laughs> supposedly, yeah. Um, I don't know, man. That, yeah, I usually get breakfast. All right. So, so I guess instead of me, the buzzing mood. I so I'll say when the Tigers win a nice late game, I'll go to McDonald's get a nice burger. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I, haven't had a big, I haven't had a McDonald's burger in forever. I, I yeah. would say, I would say <laughs> honestly, since 2015. Okay, you're you're out of your mind. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I had I had Burger King's burgers, I had Wendy's burgers, but I, I, for some reason I just stayed away. I think it was because I saw that video. Yeah, you guys want to know a fun fact about Pierre? Pierre has never had a McDonald's burger. You guys are crackheads. Like, is it, is it, did, did you see? Is I don't, it I don't saw mess the video? Because I saw that stupid video. I don't mess saw with the video meat. about the, the burger that. Well, yeah. I saw the video somebody that had a burger that was twenty years old. Bro, I saw so, those videos. Trust yeah, me. so they had a McDonald's burger that was literally 20 years old. It was from like 19. When I saw the video, <laughs> when I saw the video, it was like 2000. And s- I saw it a while ago, but I guess when I stopped eating it, like I thought of it and it freaked me out. But I saw it. A, I saw it a long time ago. It's apparently that burger been there since like 1988. And I so kid you not, slaps. I kid slaps. you not. Like, it, <laughs> like when you have food out for 20 years, it's supposed to rot. And, 
and just do weird shit like be a different color. Bro. <laughs> they opened the package, bro, and it looked exactly how it is in the fucking store, man. It was crazy. Like it was just, I don't know. I don't think that's no, normal. That's not my cup of tea. It, it just didn't. It just wasn't normal to me. I don't think it's supposed to do that. Man, yeah, I, don't, rot, I don't even it care. Rot, it didn't do anything. So I mean, I don't know. <laughs> I don't even At care. McDonald's, you have okay. The McChicken is cracked with like a medium fry. What about a McGangbang? What? what is that? <laughs> you mix you, <laughs> you mix just a regular cheeseburger and a McChicken together. They call me gangbang. No, I don't mix my meat with my chicken, bro. <laughs> it's good, bro. Try it. Go to McDonald's. That's from McGangbang. Yeah, but what I did, what I did used to eat it. It was bad. Like it was bad. This is when I was unhealthy and I wasn't working out before. Before I started working out and do all that stuff. Yeah, it used to be bad. Like, I used to literally, when you used to have that, buy one Big Mac and get another one for a penny. Did they have those deals up there with you guys? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, So, yeah. You pretty much, you buy a Big Mac, and then you could get another one with a penny. So, I deadass used to eat both of the Big Macs. And I used to f- feel like shit afterwards, yo. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> What's your guys' favorite fast food place? Um, Is Chipotle considered like fast that. food? No, bro, that's not fatty enough to be a fast food. Favorite <laughs> fast food like Taco Bell. Burger King probably or McDonald's, but like I don't to be honest, I'm not really big into fast food only when I'm like drunk or like late night when there's no food at the house. I probably have fast food like once every three weeks. I try not to eat it, it's not healthy. I I'm I'm the same, bro. I, I barely yeah. I try not to eat it. But if I had to It's like BK or McDonald's. No, nah, it's not even McDonald's because I don't eat that. I have ate the burgers since since twenty fifteen. I only eat I the chicken nuggets and McChicken. I don't. I don't know. That's weird. Do you guys have a Chick Fil A up there? Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's weird. We have two or three. <laughs> two or three, really? We have one at the airport, one at Oakland's campus, and I think one on Eastern. There's one open one in Novi, though, which is nice. Yeah. Oh, okay. So I do have a favorite fast food place. I would say it would be Popeyes. What about Zach? What about Zazby's? You guys have Zazby's? Never heard of that. Uh, Never heard of that place. We got uh, KFC. Yeah, we got KFC. They closed the closest one too by us. <laughs> All right, Belk. We answered the questions on my page. Let's hear yours. It kind of kind of sucks because you know we we're going to personal, and now we're hopping right back into football. But it is what it is. We're gonna hop right back into football. We have some football questions. Um, this question is from Lucas of Buzzard. He asks, "How are we going to address a linebacker?" I thought we were looking to add a solid vet linebacker, or are the Lions confident with Jones, Tavai, and Jared Davis? So, uh, you know, to hop into that question, I think this could take all the way till maybe training camp to preseason where we figure out that situation. You know, there's Monte Teo who's still available, but guys like Jamie Collins, Zach Brown are off the board now where you could sign them. So, um, I think it might come down to seeing someone who could be a surprise cut you could pick them up in the waiver wire pickup so you know there's Monte Teo who they had a visit with that's another option I mean there's just some options out there I think they'll sign someone before week one that's my prediction at least yeah I, I was actually really shocked that they didn't go after one of those vets when even though Matt Patricia even even though he went out and said that he wanted a, a solid vet so Davis can lean on yeah. Well, now he needs a vet so Davis and Tavai can lean on because he needs one to kind of mentor both of those young guys. So, I mean, I don't know. I don't know 
I don't know if they're going to do it. Or they should have done it by now, to be completely honest, if they were going to do it. And now it's looking like a situation that if an injury were to happen, that's where they're probably going to bring in a vet. I, I, I just don't see it happening. Because right now, they're in OTA's training camp. I mean, you don't want to wait too long to bring in a guy like that. That's not going to know the system. Yeah. You could get a package of two with Teo and his girlfriend. <laughs> that, that was good. That was, good. That, that was, that was crazy because that was good. Oh, for the people, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, Pierre. For the people that didn't see Tyler's face, he had a serious face when he said that the whole time. So that, that was a crazy part of everything. <laughs> uh, I think uh, they're gonna trade for a guy um, last year, or trade or sign a guy. Last year they did it. We're like, we need another linebacker, and boom, they traded for Eli Harold. So yeah. I think we one of those trade for a guy who's kind of like unproven kind of like all right what do we have here what could we get out of this guy so i could see that happening or i could see them kick the tires on a vet out there or you know there's always surprise cuts in preseason yeah. like that's what i said surprise yeah. trades. so i mean i think that's gonna happen there's monty Teo, there's nick perry but i think nick perry in the scheme is more like a jack and they they drafted austin bryant to be like the backup to dk so that's kind of dumb if they bring him in but we'll see. All right. So next question. Um, this question is from Chase us. I believe that's how you say it. Um, this question is one of the main question is, do you think the Lions will utilize Nick Baldwin this season? I'm interested to see if Bevel uses him in this offense, in his offense. I know he was a late round guy, but I think fullback packages will be interesting. Baldwin is good. Re-injury is, is only... Oh my bad, my phone cut off. Re-injury is his only concern. So I guess my question is, will they and should they use Nick, Bald, Nick Baldwin in the office next season? They're going to use Nick Baldwin. I mean, it's just... I mean, he's a fullback. I don't know how much they'll use him. I think it'll be kind of similar to how they used Nick Ballor last year. I don't expect too, too much out of him. But, you know, they did draft him. It was a seventh-round pick, but they did draft him. So um, how much they'll use him, I don't know. But, you know, he'll be there. You'll see him on the field. I don't know much more else to say on that. You know? Yeah, um, I think with Budden, I think they plan to use him. I kind of, like, think they think, like, he's their James Devlin. You know the Patriots have this one fullback, really good, James Devlin. So I think like he's kind of like for this team. I know we keep saying Patriots, Patriots, but this is like the mo- model they're following here. So, like, and could he contribute on special teams? That's big too. If he can't, will he make the team? I mean, I don't know. He doesn't really have much competition right because now. <laughs> Isaac Nada can play H back. He could he could play full back. Uh, yeah. They have these li- they have these tight ends who can block. Like, do you want? I mean, imagine this: Hawk, TJ, Nada. Like three tight end set with bot in there. That's that's a pretty powerful set, like for a goal line set. You know, yeah, goal line set, yeah. Yeah, so I we'll see. I mean, I hope uh, he makes it. I don't know what to say. He's a fullback. There's a much. <laughs> I mean, I like it. I mean, I like I, I I like it. I mean, it all depends on how they use him. I think Bevel, he he'll he'll figure out a way because he he when he was with Seattle, he actually. Ran with fullbacks, so right. I mean, he ran a lot of eye formations and stuff like that. So I mean, I don't, I don't know. So it, it all depends. So I just want to see how to use him. Actually, I never got, I never had a chance to see him play 
towards his I just want to see how um, Baldwin play, you know, see how he does. He was good at opening up holes for Rashad Penny, so. Yeah, so we'll, we'll, we'll see if he could contribute in that way. Yeah. You're talking about Daryl. Oh, you're talking about college. Yeah, yeah, we're talking about college. We're talking about college. So what I heard, it's actually funny. The Lions loved Rashad Penny. They're watching Penny, and they see this fullback like, whoa, this kid is good, you know? So, yeah. Yes, that's that's how they fell in love with the guy when they were watching Rashad Penny tape. Makes okay. sense. All right, so the next question I have is from I am underscore Captain Wilk underscore. <laughs> his question is, what is the plan for Stafford? And it's called, oh, we went through this. Right. Where's iPod? <laughs> <laughs> I have really bad news, guys. Um, my boy iPod did not leave a damn. comment. Damn, damn, damn. But even though he didn't leave a comment, I just want to give a shout-out to iPod Jackson. <laughs> you know he's out there. Yeah. Um, all right, so I have a question from NFL Young Boat 227 Okay, nice Young Boat. All right, so... <laughs> the rapper. NBA yeah. Young Boat. <laughs> this guy got to have a mixtape somewhere. It says, which team do you think will be the hardest to beat? Okay, um, just, that, I'm, I'm gonna add on to this question. I'm gonna add on to this question. I'm gonna say, which team is the hardest to beat in 2019? On our yeah. schedule, you want to say, like on our yeah, schedule? on our on our, on our schedule. The Chargers and the Chiefs, in my opinion, like other let's let's forget about our division because our division is always hard. You always know your divisional opponents. I think the Chargers and the Chiefs. Um, the Chargers. Uh, they don't really have much weaknesses, bro. You study that team inside and out. They just yeah. got to stay healthy. And you look at the Chiefs. They're, they're a young team, you know. Um, they got some dogs, though. And their defense got better. They got Tyron Mathieu. Um, they drafted. I forgot what they drafted. Fuck. Whatever. I'm just. There's just, like, their offense is prolific. Patrick Mahomes. Um. I think it's the Chargers and the Chiefs. Chargers, I'd say probably the Chargers first, though. I, I agree with the Chargers. I think the toughest road game, I want to change it up a little bit, is probably going to go out playing in Denver because the atmosphere there is different, you know, different type of level. Is playing in Denver is Denver? difficult. I mean, not the team itself on the field, but the atmosphere. It's not easy winning road games in Denver. I mean, I don't know. I, I'm a little concerned if we can't beat Denver. Oh, I don't know. Denver's De- 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 not as bad as you think they are. Uh, I, mean, I, <laughs> I, I mean, who knows? I mean, I don't know. Uh, I, I don't know. Um, I guess I would say I agree with you. The Chargers, to me, I think they are. The Chargers are the most complete team in the NFL. I think they're very right. complete. Both sides of the ball. I think they're solid. So, yeah, I think that that's the toughest matchup for us. Hey. If you guys want to talk about the toughest road game, I'd probably say it's at Philadelphia. I was going to say that too. Philly, Philly yes. or Denver? And now I wouldn't go with Denver. I go with Philly, or I'd go with um. I just saw this team, Oakland. Oakland's team got better. All bullshit aside, playing in Oakland, their 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 turf is awful. Like they play on a baseball yeah, field. They, they do. Um, the ugly baseball field too fun fact. what they did this offseason we'll see if that translates or not but on paper they look really good I don't know man I'm still not a believer in John Gruden right that's what I said not we'll yet not yet I mean, I mean we'll see if it translates yeah cause John Gruden he had, a, he had a hell of a career but I don't think he 
transition to the 2019 NFL. Took your boy yeah. Phil Jackson way too good their stadium. They call their stadium the Black Bowl, and the, the fans are ruthless in Oakland. Yeah. So I, I think it's just a tough environment in general. Yeah, it is. All right, next question from NFL Young Boat 227. It says, is Blackbeard on the hot seat? That's his nickname? That's who? Uh, I guess he gave Patricia's nickname Blackbeard. <laughs> what? <laughs> uh, no, he's not on the hot seat. No. Um, <laughs> no Let me the... All right. It's a... I have to finish this. I have to finish this. Um, it says, is Blackbeard on the hot seat? Seeing as the Ford has little patience for average. No, uh, they're, in, they're implementing a new scheme, a new culture. It takes a while to get that going. I don't think it's on the hot seat. The only way it's in the hot seat, like, everyone's healthy and they just, like, bomb this year out. Like, they just fail. But I, I don't see it happening. I don't think he's on the hot seat, and nor should he be. Yeah. I'll, I, I'll I, just I, agree I, with that. Go ahead, go ahead, Tyler. I, I'll just agree with that. Yeah, I'll, I'll say the same thing. He's not in the hot seat right now, unless... Something crazy happens and they start like 0 and 5. Yes, I could see some shit happening. Now, Martha steps in and say This shit's not working. You fired, you're fired, and you're fired. Yeah. Yep. I could see some shit like that happening. But besides that, and that'll be like worst case scenario. No, he's on the hot seat right now. What does NFL Young Boy have up his sleeve for another question? There's NFL actually, Young Bo. Don't respect my man. Young, young Bo. Young boat, yeah, I'm, I keep thinking of NBA Young Boy. <laughs> no, not Young Boy. Not, not, not Young Boy, Young, young Boat. So okay. this question is from, um, you guys are very familiar with him. It's NFL Young Boat 227. It says, not a question. <coughs> Who is Nick Bellard? <laughs> Next question. <laughs> What's the question? Get out, bro. No, I can't. Uh, I'm not going to do it. Next question. What, what, was the, what was the question? I want to hear it. It says, not a question, but who was Nick Ballore again? I saw <laughs> I saw Stafford mic'd up last year. Bruh. All right. All right. I'll answer Nick Ballore. Um, hey, Malcolm, come on. Like, nah. No, no, I'm going to answer that. I'm gonna, he needs to know who he doesn't know who he Okay, is. he was the fullback for the team he last year. That was, were number 46. He, he, was a, he, he was drafted as a linebacker. He was the backup, original backup linebacker for Davis, right? Was he was he the backup or was he like the back back backup? He he got <laughs> cut in preseason and then got signed week three. Malcolm, he was like the backups backup backup. He was a back back backup. No, he was backups backup backup. That's okay. So he was a backup for Davis. You know backer turned to a fullback. So he was in 2017. He actually got cut in preseason and then got signed again because Davis had the concussion. You remember from the Giants game. So they needed somebody, and they knew Nick Valor, so they signed him, and um, they they righted him out for the rest till last year. And then he played fullback, and then he was our fullback. Yeah, right? he got he got switched to fullback in OTAs last year. So that's who Nick Valor is, number forty six. That's exactly what Nick Valor is. You probably never see that guy ever again. Um, or forty three. My bad. Nick Bowden's forty six. Sorry. Um, this is the last question from NFL Youngboat, and I want to give a shout out to NFL Youngboat for um, flooding. Um, the podcast page with a lot of questions. Yeah, um, that's not, that's actually not sarcastic. I'm shout out to NFL Youngboat. Yeah, like yeah, yeah, you know, thank you. You know, thank you for um being li- uh, an active listener and also supporting and um participating in in the questioning. You know, um, 
Wait, so we had, last our, question. We, we, we had our fun with your name, but we're actually being serious. Like, legit, thanks for the support. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so last question from NFL Young Boat is who is the best Lions quarterback of all time? Matthew Stafford. <laughs> okay. Uh, I think it's unanimous. I meant that. I think it's unanimous. So you going to say uh, Joey Harrington, Dante Culpepper, Dan Orlovsky. Next question. <laughs> Damn, that's 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 crazy. Drew um, aside, bro. Dano is the man. He's a good guy. Drew um, Stan. Obviously mm-hmm. Stafford. I'll take Sean Hill over both of those guys. Sean Hill, yeah. Not bad. Not a bad argument. But Matthew Stafford by far. Um, Cas- Castle. Wait, Wait, no. Who, who, the goat who, who, from Michigan. No. Jake. <laughs> God damn. What am I? I mean, the only quarterback that could. Wait, possibly... guys. Brad Kaya. Brad Kaya was sweet with us. Yeah. Tom Savage. He's he's emerging. All right. Come on. <laughs> I mean, I think the only quarterback that you could kind of compare or compare Stafford to, to be honest, would be a guy that's far beyond both of our times. It would be Bobby Lane. Yeah, he's, only, he's the only guy that he's the only guy that won in Detroit. I guess we have to tip our hats off to him. But as hey, far as Scott like, Mitchell, <laughs> Scott Mitchell's <laughs> don't 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 <laughs> you, you laughing because you didn't witness him. That's why you laughing. That's 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 why you laughing. That's why it's funny to you. It's, I, I I've heard my stories of Scott. No, 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 that's 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 not funny. That's 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 that brings up a lot of bad experiences. <laughs> Um. Yeah, Scott Mitchell wasn't really a good quarterback. Um. But yeah, Bobby Lane, and then well, I would give it to Stafford as far as talent. Stafford, but success, Bobby Lane, I guess. I mean, he won. It is what it is. This one is from K. Dot Works. His question is most impactful rookie, and what rookie do you think will surprise us this season? Dun, 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 dun. Uh, um, I'll go with the Austin go Bryant. Ahead, Tyler. I'm going to go okay. with Austin Bryant as a biggest surprise, I think. Um, I don't feel surprised. I mean, I'm I'm expecting kind of like an Eli Harold's role for him. I think he'll play a lot, and I'm expecting, you know, decent numbers from him. So, you know, I, I'm, I'm excited to see Austin Bryant. I think he'll be someone that can shine fourth-round pick, kind of like what Deshaun Hand did last year for us. What about you, Pierre? Most impactful rookie, obviously, T.J. Hawkinson. Um, everything has been positive about him so far. He's a smart player. They actually think he could come in and start right away, which is kind of rare for a tight end coming out. And then um, what was the other question, the second part? Uh, who do you think will surprise us this season? Okay, surprise us. I don't know if they'll necessarily surprise us, but two guys that I'm really high on. That well, I take that back. Which rookie do you think will surprise us this season? Um, I like Will Harris. I love his athleticism. Obviously, Amanya Rue, I'm going to go away from that because I always talk about him. Um, I like Will Harris. I love his athleticism. And we know what Patricia can do with DBs. So, All right. Um, I'm, I'm going to go. I mean, I, I, like, I like your answer. I like Austin Bryant. Um, I think he's going to have like a Deshaun Hand type season as far as a rookie. Oh. Um, I but bes- besides him... I think it has to, and I'm, I'm I'm giving this answer because it has to be this guy because, it's, like I said, he set the bar high for himself because of what D- Detroit did. They drafted him in the second round, so they set the bar kind of high for him. So he has to perform. I think he has to come out and ball out and be one of the the better rookies, not just on our team but in the NFL. Um, 
I'm going to give it to Tavai. I think he has to perform. And who I think is going to surprise us this year? Isaac Nada, man. The, the, the tight end. Seventh yeah, round tight end. I like him, too. I've been hearing that um, around, you know, the coaching staff of Detroit. They were saying that they drafted the best, I guess they said the best safest hands in the tight they position. They thought he had the best hands in the draft. Exactly. They said, like, before the combine, they thought he had third or fourth round, uh, I believe. Um, He did. He did. Third round, fourth fourth round round grade. Yeah. Yeah. And then, like, the combine. Yeah, and he screwed up. The combine screwed him up. I read something about his pro day. Some teams, he talked to some teams, they had him clocked in the 4 5 and 4 6 range. I read about this, I believe, two days ago or yesterday. And I'm not surprised, bro, because on tape, he does not look like he runs, like, whatever no, he ran. he does like. not. He does not. He looks like a 4'6", 4'7", guy to me. And, I, and I'm not shocked that, like, they said that some guys at his pro day had him clocked at 4'5", 4'6", 4'7", range. Yeah. yeah. And it, uh, it all depends on – and a lot of guys, that they don't know this um, if they never ran before. But that 40 time, a lot of his technique. Right. A lot of it is, if I had to like take like a percentage, I'll say sixty percent of your forty time is technique, and the forty percent, the rest of the forty percent is your actual speed. Yeah, and you're actually only running in like underwear and like like a like a shirt when you when you get on the field. That's game speed. How do you play in the game? You know, that's it's completely different. It is different. I, I get it. I get it because I, even I look back, at, I look back, at, I look back at his tape and. I seen him catch some passes even in the backfield, catch passes behind the line of scrimmage, and then he was able to get more than the first down and just getting past you know that second line of defense. So, I mean, he he he, he looks faster than a four. What you ran a four nine, something like that. I remember. Yeah, I it was, it was bad. It was, it was something bad. I he, really he, he's faster. Than, he's faster than a four nine. He's not really a four nine. So, I I like him as a surprise. I think he's gonna. From the way everybody's talking about him, like I think he's gonna make the roster and think he's gonna surprise people. I realize I didn't even answer the, the surprise part of the question. I just realized I answered the impactful question. Well, this is your chance, Austin, Tyler. Austin Bryant, but I think my surprise. I don't know if he'll actually really legit surprises, but I could see it is um, wide receiver Travis Fulgham because I think the Lions are really desperate for wide receiver depth right now, and you know it'd be really nice to see a guy like Fulgham step up because honestly, besides for uh, I'm trying to think. Who do they have in the outside as depth besides for you know, they have Galladay, Marvin Jones, obviously. Who is their outside depth? I mean, you know, Powell's Lacey. A... Oh yeah, they have Chris Lacey who's there. But I mean, you know, they have uh Powell, Amendola, Tommy Lee Lewis, all slot receivers. I mean, but for the outside, besides for Chris Lacey, I mean, it's really just Fulgham and him as the outside guys that are there to compete. So um I could see Fulgham you know, surprising some people and, you know, uh, being a wide receiver depth on this team. Yeah, especially if especially something were to happen, if an injury were to happen. Exactly, yeah. I could see him getting his opportunity doing pretty good. Yeah. All right, so that looks like that was my last question. Um, it looks like that is it. Wow. All right, guys. <laughs> I hope you guys enjoyed episode 24 of the Pride Podcast, you know. Felt nice to get back in the studio today after a month of recording. Uh, I'm Tyler from Lions Nation. I'm Pierre from Detroit Lions fan page. 
I am Malcolm. I'm with the Detroit Lions video page. All right, All right Lions guys. Fans, take care. Peace out, and maybe we'll record another one in the next week or two weeks. We'll see. Peace or, out. Or months. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.